back for another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical wrestling podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. So, oh, joining me is a returning guest, one heartbreaker, Mitch motherfucking Valentine. How are you, sir? Well, I'm a mother-loving Valentine, I'll tell you that. I'm great, bro. I'm uh, I'm doing wonderful. You know, I'm blessed. I'm I'm beautiful. I'm the best looking man of all time. I'm at Heartbreaker MB on every single social media platform in the entire history of the universe. How are you doing? I am doing very well, and I am blessed to be in the presence of a, such a good looking young man. How are you? <laughs> yes, you are. Your hashtag, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Rob, before we get started, Undertaker. Thank you, Taker. What's up? Who's wrong? Who's right? Ooh. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so I can't hear you what? Who, who's wrong? Ooh. Who, who's wrong? Right. Who had to anyway. apologize on Twitter? Who had to apologize on Twitter? Who Who's that? Yeah, anyway. That's right. So, <laughs> we are yeah. here to discuss. We're here to discuss uh, WWE TLC 2020, amongst other things in the world and whatnot. And um, holy shit, I was supposed to send somebody a link for this. And let me see if they're still available. Well, you know, I'm available. And and we're going to do this thing, Double R, because it's my, by the way, it's my birthday weekend, by the way. Mitch Valentine, 33 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Almost 15 years in the game, you know, just up here in my upstairs apartment with my room, Mitch's, just, you know, love and life, man. Thank you for the birthday wishes. <laughs> room, Mitch's. <laughs> Everything got Mitch on it, right? I'm going to have a bite of my uh, low-carb uh, breakfast burrito with turkey sausage. Where you get that from? I'm trying to get some of that. I'm a, I'm a chef, bro. Oh, Chef Homeboy RD? <laughs> chef Boy MV. He, he does it all the time. He, he gets the puns in there. But, yeah, we're going to get on to this uh, 2020 TLC card here. Uh, we got a lot of interesting things unfolding. Or whatnot. Sir, have you been keeping up with what's going on like that? Boom. I'm gone. Now I'm back. Um, yes, I have. Of course. It's pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling. And uh, TLC, you know. It's a great pay-per-view. I, I know it originally started the December, and when I started watching, it was Armageddon, right? And Armageddon turned into vengeance for one year, and then Armageddon came back, and then it turned into TLC in 09. And I mean, it's really reminiscent of like Hell in a Cell, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's just a gimmick pay-per-view. Um, and I think it's a little redundant, but- yes. I'm excited for. Um, I'll tell you what I'm excited for. Oh, we got we got props. They don't want none. They don't want none. They're looking gimmick snippets for them. They don't want none. I hope he wins the belt, bro. Hey, we got another. We got a third making this a triple threat. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Green screen in the house. Can't hear you, homeboy. Green screen, no audio. All right. Um, 
Well, why, Rob, why are you doing that, man? I just wanted to let people know, man, if you guys can go to youtube.com slash Valentine and subscribe, I'm going to give you a sticker. Uh-huh. All right? Straight up, sticker. Sticker mania is running wild at my YouTube channel, Rob. Sticker mania. Word. Who's your friend here? He's not Luke, or what's his name, Brian? Brian, yeah. Luke Brian? Is that Luke Brian? <laughs> we can't hear you, bro. You're no, you have no audio. So he... He's whatever. Yeah, he's going to come out and come back in. Okay. Well. But we, I'm looking at the car right now. Okay. The first match, we're going to go from um, bottom to top as it is posted on WWE.com. Okay. And the first thing we got on the bottom here is the New Day versus what? Hurt Bitch. The Hurt, I said the Hurt Business. I was about to say the Hurt Mitchness. <laughs> is it for the tag belts? And it is. I believe it is. Let's see. Okay. Looking into it. Well, you know, I, we already know who they, the, the fans already know who we're picking, bro. Oh yeah. There ain't no stopping us now. We don't no stop. No stop. Ain't no stopping us now. I miss that theme song so much, dude. Don't you miss that theme song? Yes. Oh, we got a. What, what are we working with in the chat? Here we go. Oh, <laughs> we got two pounds two of titty pounds. meat and one cup of freshly squeezed orange juice. Hold on, baby. Where's one? There's two. Can you hear me now? Hey, fuck yes. Let's go. Look, you just in time for the titty meat announcement. Oh, we talking about titty meat, you know? <laughs> what up, Gabe? About, we're talking about these Mitch tits. What do you think these Mitch tits right here, sir? Sorry, I, I I can't even talk because I got I got the bouncers, so <laughs> I got the I got the I got the flexors, bro. See, I, I can do, 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 do I can do the bounce thing too. So you got the uh, uh, mesticles. <laughs> we should get like play some music and then we all just flex our our tits. You know what I mean? Boom, boom, boom. We got to get Kyle on here then because Kyle oh, Kyle I does that shit all the time. I can't do it very well. I'm 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 an A cup. <laughs> <laughs> But um, right when you chimed in, what we was talking about, we got the New Day versus the Hurt Business, and we're gonna go around the horn, starting with Brian since you just came in. Who who are you feeling in this uh, exchange here? Originally, I would have went with the Hurt Business. Um, I thought they were on a roll for a little while, but there's already cracks in the group, and I feel like them not winning the title will expose those cracks a little bit more. With Cedric getting a little bit too cocky and. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch recently, you see how he's like overly excited and hype and jumping around and all that shit. Um, and if you notice, he's showing love to MVP and showing love to Bobby, but he ain't showing no love to Cedric. So I think Cedric will probably eat the pin and it's going to cause some type of dissension. So I'm going I'm going to go with uh, the New Day on this one. Oh, so you're going to get New Day via shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yes, uh, that would be the proper term. Very well. Sir, Mitch, what do you think in this competition? Um, I, I like Brian's analysis there of the Cedric uh, situation. I honestly haven't noticed that too much. But what I, if that happens, uh, Brian, if they kick uh, Cedric out of the New Day, bro, I think they got to put Ricochet in there because I think that – I don't know. I don't think the Hurt Business should be disbanded at all, dude. I think they're just getting warmed up. And to Agreed. Be honest, Agreed. You know, yeah, and they need a girl. They need Naomi. And to be honest with you guys, I said that last month, if they don't win the tag belts, man, then I mean they gotta do something because they definitely need some gold. Bobby's still got that US title, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So so Shelton and Cedric are challenging 
Xavier and Kofi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I mean, if 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 the hurt business doesn't win, then they need to kick out Cedric and bring in Ricochet. So I'm gonna say Ricochet is a better babyface than a heel. So I'm gonna say the uh, hurt business takes the W and the belts. Very well. Now it's an interesting point that you uh made about a uh, Ricochet. I seen a uh, photo because you know fans like to put out uh what ifs and different scenarios on the internet. Mm-hmm. There was a picture floating around of Ricochet aligning with Mustafa Ali. You know, being a part of the retribution. retribution. Yeah, I mean, I, I've <laughs> seen going on. I've seen it, but this is the thing with that storyline to me, right? It's it, <laughs> it, well, yeah, that too. But the thing with that storyline is, is the fact that if you look at it, Ricochet has to go through every member of Retribution to get to Ali. But mm-hmm. on his way to fighting Ali, he's losing to everybody in Ricochet. So, what does that make Ali as a leader if he beats him? Or what does that make Ricochet if he joins the group? It's like, well, we already done whooped your ass. You're at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it's a lose-lose situation. The booking in this is horrid right now. Yeah. So let me let me confirm. Let me get this straight. So he wants Mustafa Ali, and in order to do that, he has to beat everybody in Retribution before he can have that match. Yes. Okay. And what are the consequences if he loses, or has he been losing? Well, well, he has been. He's already lost to Slap Nuts. Uh, I mean, oh, Slapjack. He's already lost to Cannon Mace. So Mace. most likely he's going to fight uh, T-Bone Steak this week. And okay. he's probably going to lose to him. And then after he loses to T-Bone, then he probably goes to Mustafa. You know what I mean? So, well, but, it's, but it's like you already lost to two of the lower tier members. Now you're going to lose to the two upper tier members, but then they're going to take you in the group. Well, yeah, well, I kind of feel like that should have been the, the emphasis there. If you if he can't beat those three or at mm-hmm. least two to three, which he's already failed, he should yeah. automatically have to join the group rather Agreed. than fight Mustafa. Uh, Agreed. Weird. Hmm. But that's weird. It's WWE booking. Yeah. Well, here's and, the thing, guys. If retribution, okay. So to me, when it started happening in the summer of 2020, mm-hmm. you know, they had a group in the summer of 2010 mm-hmm. called the Nexus. And to me, Retribution has been a Nexus light, and the Nexus wasn't even that good because they screwed it up. So, like, Retribution to me at this point, is, it's a freaking <laughs> joke, man. It really it is. is just a joke. And what they really should do is just either put a big star in Retribution and make it matter or just get rid of it. And I think 2021, bring back the Nexus, baby! <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is the thing, and I'm always point to this scenario there's a big reason to why the hurt business is booked the way they are even though they're a phenomenal group and there's a reason why retribution is being booked the way they book regardless of the pomp and circumstance leading into it and they could be a, a well bigger thing than what they already are is limitation in staff they have nobody to feed to retribution they have nobody to feed to goddamn the hurt business in order to make them, you know, look like a dominant faction. They all What's they have is each other to fight against, you know. What's Tucker doing? He gets beaten 30 seconds by Ricochet. Just have him beat that guy to Tucker for a couple weeks. And, the, and this is the problem to what you were just saying, B Rob, is the fact that with Hurt Business, the reason why Hurt Business became so solidified is because they fed off retribution. Yes. And retribution was debuting. So it's like, well, you right out the gate, you these dudes stomped them down. Yeah. You stomped them down. So now they're just gonna try to rebuild because they're feuding with one guy. It's mm-hmm. like 
it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's like, why are we supposed to care about these dudes if right off the rip, you already have them jobbing every week for like a month? Yeah. And are they bad guys? Because her business are, are heels. So we got heels jobbing the heels. What the heck's going on? I'm with and, you, Brian. And then in a perfect world, what you would assume was going to happen, that they had all these different skirmishes against each other, you know, building up to when we had SummerSlam and it would have been retribution versus hurt business and some kind of big stipulation match to where like if this side won this happened or this this side won this happened but we ain't got shit because it played out week to week on tv already and it just retribution was worse to wear out of the situation i believe but i mean for this match um i'm gonna stay optimistic mm -hmm. and because i mean you can't damage the new day regardless of the fact the teflon i want the her business to win and that's what I'm aside with for my pick. Amen. Hey, Rob, if if only there was a pay-per-view where teams of four or five could compete against each other to have a blow-off feud, maybe, say, in November. If only there was a pay-per-view like that that occurred. I don't know, man. What I would mean, we name it? I, I would have called it something like Survivor Series. You know what I mean? like That's what I would have done with it. But, you know, oh. it turned into bragging rights. So. Huh. Which I'm not, really, about, I'm not mad at that. The, uh, Brian, did you watch our thing last month? Because that's what we were saying, man. We're like, why is Retribution not in a Survivor Series match against the Hurt Business? Because because Survivor Series has turned into bragging rights. It's literally Raw versus SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And I, you know I've what? said it on our show a thousand times. Like, It's not a Survivor Series anymore. And, and even to build on that, beyond Hurt Business and Retribution, when Retribution was coming in, they had the numbers surpassing mm-hmm. you know what they only show on tv as far as their actual talent but they could have made that a thing and it could have yeah. been retribution engulfing wwe and it could have been retribution versus wwe at survivor series exactly you know? but once again and, and what would have been cool limitations like and they only have a limited pool so it'd be what it'd be mm-hmm yeah, and, and, and I, if people didn't see our thing last month, man, you guys go back and watch what we were talking about because we had a good idea too about involving Naomi and the, and Retribution's girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because they never do that at Survivor Series. They never had an intergender Survivor Series match. But anyways, this is TLC, baby. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's let's yeah. TLC this thing. Eric usually would bring back Armageddon pay per view. <laughs> they used to have in December instead of TLC. Yeah, I've been to a couple Armageddon, so yeah. <laughs> And, you know, before we roll into this next match, you know, Mitch was hitting on it earlier before you came in, man. It's just like... Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. TLC and Hell in a Cell, as a pay-per-view, needs to go the fuck home. Agreed. Go the hell away. Now, if you still want to incorporate those matches in other events, I am fine with that. But it should just be like what it used to be. This is like some blood shit. This is like we've been fighting for so long and we can't settle the argument. We got to end it in Hell in a Cell. And that way we can bring back Hell in a Cell events to like maybe a WrestleMania or SummerSlam or something like that. Make it a big spectacle like it used to be rather than the water down yearly shit. Yeah, agreed. I, I believe WWE relies way too much on gimmicks when it comes to stuff like this. Um, a, a thousand percent agree to what you just said about you know having it be a blow off match because the Hell in the Cell was a blow off match. You know what I'm saying? Shawn Michaels and um and Undertaker blow off match. Undertaker and um and Mankind blow off match. You know 
it, it culminated in something. It meant something to go in that hell in the cell, not just, oh, it's here for the pay-per-view. Like TNA did an entire pay-per-view called Lockdown where the whole pay-per-view was the in a cage. Pay-per-view, yeah. Which is understandable because it's like, okay, that pay-per-view makes sense. For a hell in the cell pay-per-view, it's like you're turning it into a gimmick. And then after last year with what occurred with Rollins and the Fiend, it, it clearly jumped the shark. Like this this pay-per-view, it's like it's pointless. Like now it's just like you're DQing in a match. No. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Three so, hell in the cells, bro. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. They don't have three feuds that need a hell in the cell. All right. So our next match on the card, since uh, Lana is been being replaced by a mystery opponent, we have Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, the ta- uh, WWE tag team women women's tag team champions. Can't give me shit out versus Oscar and a mystery opponent. Any guesses on who the op- uh, opponent is? There, Mitch. Um, well, Brian had his hand raised, but I'm oh, going well, first. I was yeah, my birthday. It's your birthday. Go first. <laughs> <It's my> birthday. <laughs> hey, dude, we talked about this last month, right? We're waiting on, on Rhea Ripley. What the heck? Where's Rhea Ripley? This is the perfect opportunity. Put her in there. Have her win with Asuka. Then guess what you got? You got Asuka and Ripley as women's tag team champions. And then Asuka is women's champion. Built-in feud that can go to Mania. Come on. Yeah, what you got, Brian? Uh, unfortunately, as much as I I love the Rhea Ripley take, I love everything you just said, but I have a feeling I know who it is, and I don't want to be the spoiler. I, oh, me too. I don't want to be the spoiler. Okay, do it. Do it. Let's just say, woo! Damn it! Damn it! Oh, cool. I hope you're gonna say somebody else. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. But to me, yeah. it doesn't make sense though, because if you think about it, right? It um, does make sense to me in WWE logic, and I explain why my turn. Yeah, WWE logic, it makes sense because if you really think about it, who's the one person that truly, like, straight up beat Asuka in a high-profile match? It was Charlotte Flair. And if she was able to – if she thought that she was going to be able to win the title – oh, twice. That is true, twice. Um, If if she thought that she had a pretty decent chance with Lana winning those tag titles, just imagine you give her Charlotte Flair. My only problem with that is if you bring Charlotte in, Charlotte's not really a face. She works a lot better as a heel. So mm-hmm. I don't know if Charlotte coming in is going to help them get the titles, which would be another problem for me because throughout the year, the women's tag team titles have been back and forth on whoever so-and-so women's champion is. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're literally taking the belt or taking two belts and throwing it on one person over and over and over again. But I don't see them winning the titles with Charlotte being her tag team partner. So I'm going to stay with Baszler and Nia to get a win. Word. And uh, Shayna Baszler, am I correct? <laughs> am I right? This, uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you would be right, but the only problem is she doesn't play for our team or doesn't play for that team. So Hey, man, she can still be Bay. Dude, she is not- <laughs> what? <laughs> Shayna Baszler, I'm sorry, I still love her from her MMA days, let alone her in pro wrestling. She's a bad butt. Oh, Eric said, uh, freaking Kyrie Zane gonna make a comeback. <laughs> nah, she back in Japan. She chilling. <laughs> yeah. But all right. So you, you, you took my thunder from me. That's who I was going to say as well, because I as I look at this, it only makes sense to me that it will be one of Oscar's greatest rivals, mm-hmm. which is not going to be Ember Moon. Cause they had this whole great thing at NXT, but unfortunately Ember got injured and that shit just went in a tailspin. Mm-hmm. And, it's not going to be Sasha Banks, obviously. So 
that was my only foregone conclusion that it'd be Charlotte. Becky ain't around either. So, I mean, there you go. We got Charlotte Flair. And well, hold, well, hold up real quick about Charlotte. This what I mean, that's cool. Like, Charlotte's been gone for a while, but, man, I would just save her for the Rumble. You know what I mean? Agree. And then it's like, dude, Charlotte, the reason she's like like the, the Smarks and stuff are starting to hate on her is because she's always involved in the championship picture. This so, is what happened to John Cena. Very much since then. <laughs> You know what I mean? Take let her do something else. Let her not wrestle for the championship at the Rumble or Mania. Let somebody else have that spot. Let Charlotte wrestle like a Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. You know that would be a great uh, rivalry. That's a storyline that they never actually wrapped up too. Charlotte versus Liv. Mm-hmm. And here we go. We got Mister. We got Mister Impact in the chat here. Hey, Ronaldo, what's happening, brother? Banger Maine. I used to hate that airport, and I'll tell you why. Because every <laughs> time I went on a motherfucking deployment or some bullshit, we had to stop in motherfucking Banger Maine. And I hate that goddamn airport because one, I couldn't fucking drink because I was getting ready to go on an international flight to go fight some shit and shoot guns and all kinds of other crap. So fuck Banger Maine, not the people there, but just the airport and the facility as a whole. So okay. fuck that place. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking um Oscar and Charlotte Flair because it's fucking Charlotte Flair because it's another title to add to the stack of our accolades because this is all WWE has in their fucking fold right now to work with and we don't get shit new and we don't get surprises. That's why I'm picking Oscar and Charlotte Flair to win tag team match and these tag team titles. I'm with you. All right, so what we got next? We have Sasha Banks versus Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So, yeah. Since uh, Mitchell is doing Mitch things, this is his birthday. We going F A B U L O E S or U S? My God, I spelled it. <laughs> <laughs> you got the HBK glasses on. You had to go get the heartbreak glasses. No, these are the Heartbreaker Miss Valentine sunglasses because we're talking about Carmella, guys. And and Brian, you're going next on the first one, bro. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But it's all gravy. It's all gravy. But F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. Oh, bro. Carmella to me, dude. And Sasha Banks and Liv Morgan. three And Zelina Vega. I mean, I, I could probably make a big list. But mm-hmm. Carmella doesn't need the championship at all. So she's probably not going to win. But, man, without... A shadow of a doubt, without question, that woman is F A B U L O U S. Horns, horns. You put some horns on it. So, uh, in, re- in reference, in reference to this match or whatever, we got a couple of comments here in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carmella, why, bro? Why you? Why? Why you stunting on her like that? And then uh, what else? We got Eric in the chat also saying that he wants Carmella. To take the title okay so mitch i mean we we know you're on the carmella train but is that your official pick for this match this match without question guys this match right here the sasha versus carmella i mean i don't i can't remember them ever really wrestling uh but this match to me might be match of the night and without question this match is going to be f-a-b-u-f-o-u-s <laughs> sasha's gonna win yep 
see, we got another one from Gabe here saying that Carmella is going to take the title tonight, even though she does not need it. Now, Brian, what, what are your thoughts and opinions? What you got on this, man? All right. Uh, let me start off by saying what I said last week on my show. Um, first and foremost, she stole she stole the beautiful people entrance. Can we just get that out the way? <laughs> she stole she stole the beautiful people entrance. I'm sorry. I, don't get me wrong. It's the right woman to do the entrance. I mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, Carmella. You fine as hell. Um, but at the same time, I will say this about Carmella. Props to her. She has in, she's one of the girls in WWE that just improves every year like mm -hmm. she seems to get it like i know a lot of people including my cohorts on the show they shit on her a lot um but she's somebody who shows dedication who shows that she has the work ethic she understands her character and her gimmick which is i think the biggest plus in wwe mm -hmm. um the new gimmick that they brought her in this untouchable thing i love it i i it works well for her um but I'm going to break the curse and say that, you know, Sasha Banks gets her first pay-per-view title defense and keeps the belt. So I don't think Carmella needs the belt just like everybody else, but I don't think it's worth giving her the title unless they're going to do. Yes, Kyle, I do mean by they, I do mean Eddie. Shout out to Kyle Chapman in the building. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I'm going to stick with Sasha to hold on to the title because I feel like Carmella's character is so strong right now. Mm -hmm. that she doesn't need the belt and a loss would wouldn't hurt her especially because we're going into rumble season so rumble season it's like anybody could if anybody could win the rumble yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna shout out to home to the homie ray gomes i'm going with sasha on this one very well very well then i look at this and i look at the timing of things uh mandalorian is uh wildly successful a lot of eyes on her outside of WWE. No spoilers. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, so I haven't watched the season. All right, I, I won't say anything about it, but I'm just saying. But you would be a goddamn fool to take this belt off of Sasha Banks right now, you know. And I, you know, I, I had that um, I had that inclination when she was going into the title match for that title um against Bailey, and I was like, you can go so many different ways with it right now. You know, she's doing press and PR for disney for this show mm -hmm. you put the strap on and she's going around doing interviews or whatever or however they're doing it safely in the COVID times um why wouldn't you have the strap on her mm -hmm. but i also strap look on. at it from the uh the this guy <laughs> but i also uh looked at it from the other end as well to where like if she loses and she doesn't get the title is because she's going away to promote and do this thing for this show that she's on so i was kind of back and forth 50 50 on there or whatnot so but she wound up getting the title and i'm still gonna stick with that stipulation now that we know she's successful sasha banks is growing outside of the wwe and she is gonna retain the title so she can keep spreading the word and the wisdom and the strap on <laughs> that is sasha banks so i'm picking so, sasha so banks you just hit the long dick style <laughs> yes i did <laughs> she's keeping the long dick style <laughs> Moonwalking. There you go. He Bad had to go find the shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> Princess from Staten Island. Mella is money. That's the He's OG from Boston. <laughs> That's the old kicker. He's from Boston. <laughs> F A B U L O U S. <laughs> All right. But I mean, to that point, Eric said uh, Sasha is done filming The Mandalorian, so she could totally see her losing the title. True. <laughs> 
True, true. But but I know my homie Kyle Chapman from the UWO uh, was just in here, and he was like, he's betting on Bianca to win the belt. I honestly think if if Bianca versus Sasha isn't the women's main event for SmackDown going into WrestleMania, then something's wrong here. There is something seriously wrong. Yeah. That, yep. match, that match rates itself in my eyes. Now, here we go. Uh, Lou in the chat talk about stop talking about sha- uh, strap-ons when you're referring to Sasha <laughs> Hey, man. It do what it do. The only thing I would be strapping on is a condom, you know. Can somebody sing Sasha Banks theme song real quick besides me? Because it's one of the best theme songs of all time. The original one. Not the one with Snoop, but the original. Oh, wait, what, what song with Snoop? That song no longer exists. <laughs> anyway, speaking of things that are existing, we have The Fiend versus Randy Orton in a Firefly Inferno match. Oh my god! Word. I did not see this coming. I did not know this was a thing cool. until literally just now when I read the card on WWE.com. I found out about this this morning. <laughs> so this is this is going to be. So we got first we had Randy Orton Bray Wyatt in the freaking House of Horrors match. Mm-hmm. It ended in fire. Some shit got burnt down. Uh, then we got Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt or whatever at that WrestleMania. They got worms and shit and maggots in the ring. And now we have an Inferno match, that, which is calling back to Randy Orton burning down the house in the other time when they had the other thing and the other shit. So now we got fire and Inferno and stuff. Anyway, since Mitch has vetoed to go first since it's his birthday weekend, Brian. Thoughts, opinions, what we got? <laughs> uh, I can make this short and sweet. Uh, let's Good. just say if somebody's going to be set on fire in WWE, usually they wear a lot of clothes, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a lot of clothes. <laughs> I mean, there's only one guy who wears trunks and knee pads and elbow pads, and then you got a guy in a full-up horror gear. So, kind of to kill kayfabe, Randy wins. Yeah, because what's he gonna burn? He gonna burn a tattoo off? Like I, I mean, I, I, I don't see it. Will it be? Will the match be entertaining? Yes, I believe with those two guys. When Randy Orton actually cares about something, he's probably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. When he's actually giving a damn, um, Bray is entertaining in his own way. Uh, the Fiend's its own entity, and I think between these two, and they do work well together. I mean. You people crap on the the WrestleMania match with the bugs and all that shit, but the two of them know how to work and they work well together. So, will the match be entertaining? Yes, but it's very very obvious on how this can go. The Bray, uh, Bray's going to have to eat the L on this one, which I'm not a fan of. I don't think that Fiend character needs to lose no, at all. Ever. So, yeah, I I honestly that think I think that character should stay like oh like four time a year appearance unless it like four times a year in a match I should say. Uh, appearances, you know, sporadically, mm-hmm. but that character should not lose anytime soon. But Yo. unfortunately, I feel like he's eating L tonight. Yo, before we get around the horn, mm. you talk about the, the sporadic booking and everything, and I agree with that. Maybe a little more, but he should be booked like the motherfucking boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> For real, just pop up in random places and shit. You know, you know, strike somebody down, throw something on them, and then be dipping he out. You know, worms I mean, in his they, mouth. Yeah, they miss 
the fucking opportunity with Bray Wyatt as a whole, as the fiend, as whatever the fuck he is now. They missed that when they gave him the L to the Undertaker. In my mm. because damn, they had all this buildup, they had all this pomp and circumstance. And this has also been noted as one of the times that the motherfucker Undertaker could have retired. Be, you know, like go out in an awesome blaze of glory because you know that feud with Bray Wyatt and uh freaking the Undertaker just the build up to the match was fucking amazing. We had Bray Wyatt freaking taking in all the power and all the right. mystique that was the Undertaker, and then mm -hmm. it just got squandered in a fucking WrestleMania match in the daylight. Rob <laughs> Roberts, you yes. are banned. From talking about the Undertaker when Mitch Valentine's on the show. Very well. That's official. Very well, and I'll only allow it this episode because it's your birthday weekend. That's an official. That's an uh, an official document that you're going to sign. A document. Yes, sir. Hey. I see what um, you did. No, hey. So um, I like what you're saying about the boogeyman. At first, I was like, "Oh, wait," but popping up in random places. The Fiend should be booked like the boogeyman, Andre the Giant, and the Undertaker mixed into one. This guy is special, and Alexa, and and he's has Alexa Bliss. He doesn't even have to be on the show if Alexa Bliss is there, man. And here's my other question: Is he a babyface or is he a heel? Because Randy Orton's a heel, or is he? I don't even know that either. Uh, we don't have fans, but what we do know is this is going to be good. This is going to be like a, a cinematic match, which I love. I'm actually going to do a cinematic match in 2021 because I love them. I think it's something fresh and different. As long as it's not done too much, um, like you're saying, Brian, you know, keep it special. Um, now, so again, we don't know who the heel is, don't know who the baby face is. We do know Alexa Bliss is going to have a program with Nikki Cross, finally, right? It's been a long build. So does Nikki Cross get involved here and help Randy? Does Alexa, uh, you know, is there somebody else involved? I think both women should be involved in this. And I think that they can set Randy Orton on fire if they want to because it's a cinematic match. And that would really add to his, uh, I hear voices. It's in my head. True. I hear voices in my head. I feel fire on my skin. They talk to me. <laughs> I mean, they could burn his boot. That that's my that's my thing. They could burn his boot, so yeah, technically. <laughs> well, I hope they, I hope it burns his face off, so he never tries to grow a beard again because he looks ridiculous when he grows a beard. <laughs> but uh, you, so who are you picking in the um, the bout there, Mitch? I'm gonna say Nikki Cross gets involved and helps Randy Orton lose. Because she's going to join up with the Bliss and the Fiend. And then the uh, Fiend wins. <laughs> Very well. So we got Fiend by Mitch. What, what we got there, Brian? Um, I'm going to go with Randall Keith Orton. Randall Keith Orton. Former Marine. I say that because he went UA. Dishonorable discharge. <laughs> but, He's got heat with the Marines, bro. I got a Marine buddy. He can't stand him. Oh, yeah. And it was a... Uh, a controversy back in the day as well when they made that movie the marine with john cena they wanted to pick randy orton because of his former marine Corps ties but they was just like no nope. <laughs> you know i heard they originally wanted to pick stone cold steve austin for that That's i don't know austin how that would have worked i can imagine stone cold being a drill instructor though but i don't, I don't but can, I got a question. Can we can we recast Major Pain and have Stone Cold Steve Austin take Damon Wayne's spot? That would be funny. I'm saying we have the technology. We can do this. I'm saying I want to see Stone Cold as Happy Gilmore. 
<laughs> oh, so well, we, we could play this game. All right. You good for your home, you little son of a bitch? What? <laughs> Rebooking wrestlers and movie roles. What? <laughs> Give it a little tappy, little tap, 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 you mealy mouth bastard. All right, I got one for you. Can we recast Otis as the water boy? <laughs> oh, that's very good. <laughs> oh, I mean, he fits that perfectly. He's, man. Be like eight. Be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we talk about recasting people in movies and everything. I've always said since day one when I seen, um, you know, old Bray Wyatt there that he should be in somebody's film. And I could see him in being in like an Arab zombie flick or some shit like that. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. Got that, but shit, they mean he got ties to Savini as well. That's the dude that made his mask. There, so, there's been rumors that they're working on a Fiend movie. As they should. There, there's a, there's, I hope it's not a WWE property. When I mean, was the last w- time they had one? WWE films? I don't know. But I mean, like, if you get the right writers behind it and WWE just slaps a label on it, I'd be like, yeah. look. Just pay for the shit and let us handle the story writing for it. So yeah, you know, what I mean, I mean they've done that, that. I can, I'm with it. They've done that before because a lot of the catalog of the Rocks movies are WWE productions. They just now yeah. slap the label on it and slap let somebody else it. run with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, the Rock, dude. I mean, I mean, come on. You can talk about the Rock. You know, I'm gonna get it. There's gonna be some excitement. Oh, um, there you go. We got uh Bray Wyatt and The Shining. The Rock, uh, all his <laughs> movies, man, were his own. Oh, that's why he left. That's why he left WWF and WWE because he didn't want them to have any ties to his. He wanted to make it on his own, you know? And yeah. But in the early going, a lot of his shit was, you know, WWE stamp on it, imprint. It's not like they, you know, it was just like in collaboration almost type deals and whatnot. What well, that's the Rundown why, was a WWE film. Yeah. But they were attached yeah. to it because they used the yeah. name The Rock. He had to go to Dwayne Johnson because, yeah, he was having to pay Vince to use the name The Rock. And I think they finally worked something up. Well, now he's Dwayne The Rock Johnson and everything's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's the mm-hmm. GOAT. Knowing him, he probably bought it back. Well, he's probably. the GOAT. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Ric Flair. I'm sorry, Shawn Michaels. The Rock's the GOAT. Yeah. Another topic for another time. He's up there. He's definitely up there for me. My pick, um, in my heart of hearts, I want The Fiend to win and just keep being doing fiend things but uh i might have to side with the the orton because i don't think they're gonna burn him but then again you know orton lately lately in this long end of his career or whatnot has been doing a little more riskier things and whatnot he did some stuff with edge and all that other crap when they had that crazy match so true, he true. maybe take a little bit of flame I mean, if it's going to be cinematic like we all predicting and whatnot, I mean, he could be fully clothed. He might have his damn gear on like he had last time when they had the shit. He had if the he, pants and the sweater on. I was going to say, if he's wearing pants or yeah. a T-shirt, then I change my pick. But if he's going in there dressed like Randy Orton usually does, then, yeah, I'm going, Bray. Hey, it's a cinematic match, right? We, we don't know that. that. We don't, I don't know, know that for sure. I don't know Most for- likely. So it, uh, could, it could be, yeah. So on this day, I see clearly... Everything and just coming back tonight. Oh, no, no, ah, man, it's a possibility. You can't never rule it out, but he we'll... doesn't have to do anything, he can just be in the movie and he can cost Randy Orton the match. He could just be in the movie. <laughs> that That's if it's a cinematic match. If, if it, it is a cinematic match, I wouldn't put it past WWE to do that. Hey, my 
I'm at Heartbreaker MV on Venmo, TikTok, everything. I'll bet you five bucks, Brian, that Edge comes back tonight. He's involved in the cinematic. Uh, where, where, where's Kyle? No, 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 no. That it is a cinematic. Not only, not only five bucks. Let's do this. Five bucks that it's a cinematic match and Edge comes back. And if I'm wrong on both of those, I'll pay you five bucks. Uh, I, I don't, I don't gamble like that. Uh, I wish our UWO Tribal Chief was here because he makes thousand dollar bets. So he, he would, he would jump all over that. <laughs> I don't gamble like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, damn, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued on that five dollar bet. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we're gonna scroll on to the next match. The Universal Championship is on the line in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. It is the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, what the fuck? I got a little in my mouth. I had a, uh, a bagel earlier with that cream cheese. It's a little sticking to my gums. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, which. My man Kevin Owens, man. He should he should be in the spot that Roman Reigns is in right now. I ain't talking about he'd be the tribal chief or nothing like that. I'm talking about his level of stardom. Just the, the just the weight of the company should be resting firmly on this man's shoulders. But for whatever reason, it's not. And I'll just take it what it is. He's on my TV. He's entertaining me, and I'm okay with that. So, predictions, thoughts, Mitch. What we got? How about you go first? Who me? Yeah, you're you're all over the KO. Uh, you're the you're the KO show over there. Go ahead. Who who you picking? We damn know well it ain't gonna be fucking Kevin Owens. We know that. <laughs> shit. What the fuck is why? Is, <laughs> I just wanted to fill the room. That's why I want y'all to go first, so I can see what y'all talking about. I, but I ain't picking fucking Kevin Owens, even though I like him a lot or whatever. And we got charisma <laughs> and all that other bullshit. But fuck no, Kevin Owens ain't winning. I'm picking Roman Reigns. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I'm gonna pull it out again. I'm gonna pull it out again. Uh, you got the wallet because he's money, in, bro. He's money, That's right? Him. So you got to be on. Yeah, we ain't got no Kevin Owens wallets. We ain't got no big KO on no damn freaking folding bill folds and whatnot, bro. Okay, Kevin Owens is five foot eight. Has he's been wrestling for twenty years? Still can't get in shape. Can't grow a proper beard. Listen, he's great in the ring. Well, he's good. He's very good in the ring, okay? He's very good on the mic. He's never going to be a WrestleMania main eventer. God bless him. He's a great family man. I wish the best for him. He's never going to main event WrestleMania. Now, hoo-ha! <clears throat> yeah, this is filler. Roman Reigns is going to win, and it's the question is, is it going to be Big E, Goldberg, or The Rock, or somebody else at WrestleMania for Roman? All right, Rock so we got to... We got a couple of interesting uh, comments here in the chat. So uh, we got uh, the one of Uso is going to betray uh, Roman Reigns, and Owens is going to take it. I I could see that maybe later on down the line, but not for this match. If there is any Uso interference, it will be in favor of Roman. So I, I kind of agree with that to a certain point. Also, we got KO is fat. Vince doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he isn't on the level that you expect him to be at at the moment. You ain't wrong, Gabe. Yeah, I, I, I can't wholeheartedly, I can't disagree with that. And then uh, <laughs> TNA Impact loves fat guys. So you can bring <laughs> in Lou to my uh, Roman Reigns introduction. <laughs> what is Roman Reigns <laughs> doing so in the Impact <laughs> Oh, that's fucking good. Cool. Hey, loves fat guys. 
Mr. Hey, that's Mr. Impact right there. That's my dog. <laughs> Roman Range. <laughs> Roman he range. has range. He is the travel. Oh, no. He's an actor. He has so much range that I have. I am naming him Roman Range from this day forward. <laughs> okay, he is now Roman Range. Roman Range. Roman Range. About him, he has Power? range and longevity as a professional wrestler, as an actor. He has a SAG card because they have to insure this man because of his acting prowess. Roman oh. Range, all the Roman, range. Roman Power Ranger. All right, we ain't gonna put the ER on there. We can't put no hard on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Brian, what you, what you got? Thoughts and opinion. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, I love this matchup between these two guys. Um, yeah. I I said it a while back. Uh, I love the fact that Kevin Owens is getting this spot to work with Roman. Yeah. Because with Roman coming back as a as a quote unquote heel, right? You got to be careful with who you put around him and who you match him up with because Roman can't go back to that spot where people are going to boo him just to boo him. They got to boo him because he's a bad guy now, not because he's it's somebody that we range, yeah. yeah. So even with the whole the whole thing with him, you know, coming out with uh, saying that he had leukemia and stuff, which he literally did it in my hometown, too. Yeah. Um it, it like he's a face like he's a guy that people care about now in, in the real world. Um, Kevin Owens plays that good enough spot as a baby face for his heel character because we always know what does Kevin Owens fight for? He fights for his family. He fights for, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, to support his family. The whole storyline with Roman is, you know, I'm the head of the table. I put food on uh, the table for everybody's family. So it works for me to have Roman as that or as Kevin Owens as that first guy for Roman. Roman's got to be built up to the point where anybody who goes against him they has to be a credible. You have to be credible and they have to be able to work with the guy. Cause I will still say this to the day that I die with all due respect to Roman Reigns. The one thing he lacks the most in is in ring ability. Yes. He has the size, the speed, the endurance and stuff. But when it comes to wrestling psychology, it's it, he's like, he reminds me of a better version of what Goldberg was back in 97, 98. Yeah, that's you know why I mean? he's going up against Goldberg here soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, which, which we'll get into that another time. But yeah. uh, but Roman has to be in the ring with guys who can work with him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Roman already has a star power. Don't get me wrong. Like Roman's yeah. already a top guy. He's the he's WWE's golden child. Mm-hmm. But you know, when it comes to the fact that you know people watch WWE for the wrestling part of it too. He's got to mm-hmm. be able to do that, and you got to put him in there with somebody who's a dance partner that you know can make him look as good as he needs to be. Plus, you know what I'm saying? Eat the L and make Roman shine. So Kevin Owens to me fits the spot perfectly. And I'll be honest with you guys. I've been saying, I've been a huge uh, Kevin Steen fan from his ring of honor days and IWA days and stuff. This guy should be the next Steve Austin of this company. Yeah. He's the guy. And I, 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 that way for a point. I, I, this is, I wrong. Nope. I will tell you why I'm not wrong. Tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm not wrong. Because anybody who knows Kevin Steen knows he's literally a variation of Stone Cold Steve Austin. What was Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day? He was the blue-collar guy who ran in the ring, wrecked shop, drank beers, told his boss, fuck you. Kevin Owens is literally the new millennial version of what Stone Cold is. Aside from the fact that he doesn't drink beer, he's a guy who will go in there, wreck shop, he's not afraid of anybody, he literally stole Steve Austin's finishing move in the stunner. Mm-hmm. He uses that now. And he's also a guy that, as a babyface, when we talk about babyfaces in WWE, 
most baby faces in WWE look like fucking idiots. Yeah. Baby faces and heels have literally flipped roles in the past 20 years. Like heels are always right. Ba uh, baby faces are usually wrong. Baby faces do something stupid that the yeah. heel will get over on. And the baby faces always just win at the end. Mm -hmm. When I'm talking about Kevin Owens being the new Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm talking about being the guy who runs up in there, wreck shop, the crowd gets hyped for him, and then leaves. I'm not talking about him becoming the face of the company. I'm talking about being the over baby face that fans can get behind. I, okay, I follow you on that. Before I forget, Rob, I was just going, I was just looking at your Ramblin' Rob uh, shop and your shirts and your hats and all that stuff. I suggest people buy one. Also, buy you some Mitch merch, too. But uh, some Mitch Get some merch. UWO merch. We got some of that, too. And get some of that, too. What is it? UWO. UWO. I'll, I'll show you the hoodie. I'll show you the hoodie. Oh, I got you, you, baby. All right, you get your hoodie. I'll get. I'll get my my Mitch merch. But before I forget, Rob, you have to get a T-shirt that says TNA loves fat guys. <laughs> you know something? I have been to work on that. Hey, I like that hoodie, bro. What do oh, you guys think of this hat right here? Uh, Ooh, nice. Mitch, please, please. <laughs> Mitch Lemes <laughs> too. Look at that. Hold up, hold up, and then you know that's an upper tier. Got Mitch. You know, oh, shit. you know, we got a little, we got a little dice out here, guys. We got a little Mitch dice. He, he brands um, everything. Good, good. <laughs> but here's the thing, too, is uh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, no, 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 hold on. What were you saying about? Okay, so yeah, I agree with you with Kevin Owens as long as he's not gonna be the face because they had CM Punk. CM Punk was ready to be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm -hmm. and and both guys are, you know, CM Punk's taller. And I know that's not a huge deal to you guys, but it is when you're on the talk show, man, and you're showing up and you're five foot eight and you're a fat guy with a beard that doesn't even look like a beard. I mean, that's not a good look for a company. Um, well, I tell you what, you guys talking about who's going to be the next Stone Cold or Stone Cold-esque personality or Stone Cold-ish mannerisms and all this other crap. But there is only one tribal chief. There's right. only one Roman range, and <laughs> he is not like anyone on the roster, past, present, or future. There's only one Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns is gonna take this shit to the moon. <laughs> hey, that's gonna be confirmation. Oh shit. I, I don't <laughs> have that button yet. I had to say it, that's why. <laughs> Gimmick infringement. Ah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. But um, so we got Roman Reigns across the board for everybody, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Kyle, you got the link. Jump in if you want. Yeah, jump in, jump in there, Kyle. This is an open format. This is the people's show. What's he saying? Damn what? He want to jump in. All right, so you got time. We on the last card. Last right match, now. right? So, for the so we only doing the card today? Huh? Are we only doing the only talk about the card? Oh no, we we just this is just talking points. We go wherever we want, man. Well, let's go here. Let's go here because who's Roman Reigns going to wrestle at WrestleMania? So this is the candidate. I hope not. I hope not. This is I the candidates. Not. From oh, what no. I understand, y'all can um, fill in the spots where I fall off. We got Goldberg as one. Yep. We got the fan favorite for Biggie as two. Yep. And um, The Rock, Rock as a dark horse, as a, you know, just a mystical pick. That's three. If and, there's uh, not 50,000 plus fans, he's not doing it. Yeah. Nope. And number four, who, who who we got that I'm missing? Brock Lesnar. All right, Brock Lesnar. We'll, we'll I got, got I got somebody, Daniel Bryan. All right, 
that story's is unresolved. Story writes itself. Yeah, that is an unresolved feud as well. I love that, bro. In fact, I thought they were going to go Daniel Bryan for this pay per view to kind of ask filler. I'm glad that KO's the filler because yeah. I love Daniel Bryan, bro. Mm-hmm. I, when I was at this WrestleMania, guys, when I went to this WrestleMania and sat in this chair mm-hmm. and screamed like a little girl when The Rock showed up, I was wearing Daniel Bryan's shirt, bro. I, I love Daniel Bryan. He, now he can, and he has been, he's the face of the company. He should be the face. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, it, the fourth horseman is here. I, I knew it. I, I saw I saw the name Black and Beautiful, so I know who it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his Hold son on, is very Black and Beautiful not, right now. He's not on yet, so let me do the introduction. <clears throat> Ladies oh, oh, and introduction. gentlemen. Hold on, wait. Ladies. Oh, he's not here yet. Oh, he go? oh, he left. He got scared. <laughs> he loves when I give this great introduction. I got to do it. All right. Oh, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just hold on that. Go ahead and finish your thought, man. <laughs> so, Oh, me or... Yeah, yeah, whoever was just no, Mitch, Mitch, about. it was all you. Um, I just, I, we both agreed, uh, Brian. We, your name is Brian, yeah. right? Hey, yeah, yeah, Brian, yeah. Brian, Mitch, Brian, Rob. You better like Daniel Bryan. Or I'm gonna come Mitch slap you. Oh no, no, no! I'm on the Daniel Bryan train, and then you know, uh, as as Eric has said here in the chat, Goldberg needs to go the fuck home. Nope. one more <laughs> match, baby. Goldberg has been misutilized in WWE from the moment he stepped into Step that in. company. Every so, run has been bad for Goldberg. And some of it is self-inflicted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. Goldberg was the was the one WCW guy that we wanted. And then when we got him, we're like, no, 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 no. We don't want, no, no, not this dude. No, no, not him. Like, it, it, it totally, Goldberg has been booked wrong, fucked himself over, but he's still getting a check for some reason, which I still to this day don't understand why WWE deals with this guy. Because like, he's money. Because he's a draw. Because he is a draw. Here's the thing with Goldberg. Here's what they need to do. He needs to be the last guy Roman beats before Mania at the whatever the chamber pay per view or whatever. But mm-hmm. before Roman beats Goldberg, Goldberg has two matches in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Might as well have him back to back. Here's what you do with Goldberg. You have him. You have Roman beat him at the chamber. But before the chamber, tag match Roman and a partner. Versus Goldberg and a partner. That's what you do with Goldberg. I don't know, kind of like what they did with the uh, Rock when he came back. It was and, uh, no, no, and I'm sorry, you do that tag match on SmackDown. Draw that rating. Use Goldberg right. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, and you know that's what they did with the Rock when he came back. It was uh, him and Cena against our Truth and uh, the Miz, or yeah. was it? Yeah, it was Miz. It was yeah. Miz and Truth versus uh, yeah. Cena and Rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, seen MSG, in the rock. 2011. Yeah. Uh, that was a good night for me. Let me tell you, the neighbor. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, but but I'm, the difference though is you got to put Goldberg on. Have, Goldberg has two more matches in his career. He's gonna wrestle on SmackDown, which he's never done. By the way, Goldberg has never wrestled on SmackDown. And then you have him put over Roman. And then you have Roman rolling to WrestleMania against who, Rob? Who? I don't know. I'm kind of with the popular fan vote of Big E. But since you brought up Daniel Bryan into the fold, I mean, I kind of I kind of want that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, me too. And on, honestly, I said this before on our show, I don't want Big E anywhere near that world title picture yet. I okay. want him to be established. I don't know if you guys saw what happened with him and Paul Heyman on Talking Smack uh, a week or so ago. Oh, there he is. Yep, CPT time. 
All right, here we go. Uh, really quick, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen of the U. Oh, excuse me. Formerly of the UWO podcast, uh, and the people here at Wrestling is Trash. Allow me to introduce to you the UWO's man in the middle, the most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi, aka our video game tribal chief, Mister Kyle Motherfucking Chapman. What's up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man. Wherever I go, I'm, I'm going to the D, to the DMV. I'm gonna have Brian with me. I'm gonna have Brian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he pulled his little uh, his daggone number ticket. <laughs> this man is trying to get a renewal. All right, we don't give a damn about the 455 people behind us. Let him go. You're a tribal chief. This is a renewal. That means he's been here before. That means you have the information. Just give him what the fuck he wants. We got to make sure that he driving because he in the head of the line. All right? When you're on the highway, you get behind Kyle. If he's doing 55, motherfucker, you do 54. God damn it. 52. 52. <laughs> Just to be cautious. All right. So, uh... Sorry. Lou says that the dream match is Goldberg versus Big E. Big meaty men slapping meat match. See, there you go. There. Goldberg, fight Big E. There you go. Two men bump meat, as he would say. <laughs> Pause. I got nothing, man. <laughs> Yo, CPT, what's cracking? All right. Same thing, so, man. Same thing. You know you wanted to jump on. Brother. You had some, uh, some opinions about some things. Go ahead and let it off your chest, brother. Number one, uh, Brian said that uh, Kevin Owens, well, Kevin Steen, uh, his comparison with Steve Walter, he said that he stole the uh, stunner. It was borrowed. borrowed. I mean, it was he, given. He got permission. All right. He, 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 uh, he, followed, he followed the protocol. He went to Steve Austin and said, can I use this? Steve Austin gave him his blessing before he did, and he did. Uh, so who two, the hell asked Johnny Ace could they use the Ace Crusher? Who talked to Johnny Ace? Who talked to him? Who came to that man? Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, this is people power. <laughs> <laughs> no, fun fact. Steve Austin was actually the guy who got Kevin Owens over. Like, he told him, I guess they met in, like, uh, airport years ago when he was, like, first starting off in Ring of Honor. And he asked Steve for advice. And one advice Steve told him was, never shut up. Mm -hmm. And that's why Kevin Owens doesn't stop talking. Very well. He does it very well, and I don't. I mean, he's a really good promo. Mm -hmm. Him and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's gold. Mm -hmm. Sami Zayn is I'm fucking gold. Sami Zayn character currently, man. I want Kevin Steen and Sami Zayn to come together and form a school and just have them teach an amazing crop of talent. That would be fucking amazing. Well, so I know Kevin Steen and El Generico used to tie together. I don't know about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, true, true. You're right. Didn't uh, El Generico go off and start an orphanage somewhere or some shit like that? From what I heard, he's arrested in Tijuana. Okay. I, 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 that's the last I heard about him. Hey, hey. And, and nobody's accusing Sammy Sam of being him either. Right? Yeah. Never been the same place at the same time, like Christopher yeah. Daniels and Curry Man. <laughs> you got Dominique in the chat talking about titty meat. <laughs> no IC title, no tag titles on SmackDown being defended at TLC, guys. But I think at WrestleMania... Street Profits versus Owens and Zayn. I'm calling that right here, right now, live. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it only because I, as a tag team, they're amazing together. I actually was there in uh, Boston when they won the tag titles in Ring of Honor. Um, I don't see Sammy turning face or Kevin turning heel anytime soon. Um, my only thing with that is, is the Street Profits, to me, 
they need and, and Kyle, this is your group, so I know you can talk about it more. They need a legit tag team on SmackDown and Raw. Raw needs tag teams too. Aside from the hurt business and maybe reckoning. I mean, I'm not reckoning, um, retribution, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no tag team. So on SmackDown, it's like, well, who are the profits gonna face? Once again, that's just that's just the thing, man. Yeah, um, the, the, they gotta recycle the same guys over and over again. I mean, they got that limited talent pool. The only thing that we're gonna see in the way of uh, new tag teams is if they just start rotating people from that NXT crop up into the um the Raw and SmackDown system and whatnot. And then it's not gonna be anybody new, new. It's just gonna be the people that we've been seeing already because that's yeah. all they got. <laughs> what do you Which, guys there, there, think about it? Have been a new police signing. Which amazed the fuck out of me. One was a former WNBA player or something like that. Yes. And then there's one that surprised the fuck out of me. Alex motherfucking Zane. They signed him. So that's they signed. They signed two of the rascals. Yeah, two of the rascals are there now. Yeah. So that's just crazy to me that like they're still pulling in talent and everything and whatnot. And yeah, Trey McGill actually has an interview on why he didn't sign the. So I don't even know. To watch it. Yeah, I heard I heard Trey got a video out too. I haven't watched that. Do you guys remember the Kurt Angle Chris Benoit rivalry in 2002? Yes. I remember uh, <clears throat> uh the Kurt Angle, I mean not Kurt Angle, uh the Chris Benoit Bowflex debacle. I remember that. Oh god. Um no, but the Kurt Angle uh the Kurt Angle Chris Benoit Jesus, Rob. <laughs> Sunday, bro. Come on. All right, I'll boo myself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, boo this man. But the Angle Benoit rivalry in 02, man, which led to the Rumble in 03, that one of the greatest matches of all time. The the rivalry in 02 was so good because they wrestled, but then they were forced to team. Mm. Um and I Team like Hell No. That. What's that? Team Hell No. No, no. Uh, the well, bar. Yeah, they were forced to team as well. And I'd like to see that kind of storyline with Owens and Zane, bro. They are everyone knows that story. They've wrestled a bunch, they're friends, they're enemies, this and that. Let's get them. First of all, we need a GM. That's what all the companies do. Um, but anyways, but Owens and Zane force them to team. One baby face, one heel. Make them just them together is money. Didn't we do that though? Like that's why that's how we got this current incarnation of uh Sami Zayn now. He was just like, fuck up being all, this good guy. Kevin Owens is over here doing all this raw wild shit, and he's getting championship opportunities and everything that was his thing and that was what made him flip and then they did come together for a little while and then you know i think one of them got hurt and was off tv for a while and then the covid shit happened and whatever and they just kind of floated apart but when they were together that was some great shit they had the, their money together bro the yep they, movement. They go back 20 years. <laughs> the yep movement they had that for a little bit and um, they had the shit with a uh, freaking Shane McMahon that was going on for a while, which Shane McMahon should not be on TV anymore, and he is not, and I'm happy with that. Here he goes again. Hey, you know. Shane's a lot better TV than... Uh, well, yeah, in the say, capacity uh, of being a personality, not a fucking competitor. Shane should be the GM of the WWE. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I actually love what they're doing with Adam Pearce. Like, I actually yeah. like how Adam, Adam Pearce is very neutral. To me, which which works, like I don't. I'm not a fan of the GM storyline. I'm not a fan of authority figures in WWE because that's literally what they've done for thirty 
or like 20 plus years now, there's been an authority figure or a GM, a commissioner. Well, for as long as I can remember, Jack Tunney was back in the day. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like a person who plays the role, but you ain't got to see him every week. You know what I'm saying? Like William Regal. William Regal in NXT. Yeah. Perfect. War games. War <laughs> games. So, you know I mean? What? Like, it's a, it's a perfect fit when somebody doesn't need to be all up in the videos and all up in the promo. Like, oh, just be hold neutral. up, homeboy. Hold up, homeboy. That sounded like a rap song. For yeah, a is, is, is you pulling up the Suge Knight promo? I'm just saying, you know, if you don't want people all up in the videos, you know, dancing, shiny suits everywhere, come to death row. Wait. <laughs> you know, come to AW. Death Row is the label that pays, man. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I enjoy how Pierce is used. Pierce is yeah. fair both ways. Like, to heels, he's even fa faces, he's even like, he doesn't show favoritism. It works for him. You know what I'm saying? So, so before we get into the, the main event of uh, TLC or one of the main events, however they want to call it, um, what is the popular consensus around the room about professional wrestling as a whole. I know uh, TNA, I mean, god damn, I keep saying TNA. I apologize. They love Impact, that is TNA. Impact just had their, uh, what, <laughs> had a pay-per-view Saturday. Uh, AEW uh, just announced that Brandy Rose is pregnant. And <laughs> that was the highlight of the week. Before you continue, this man right here in our group chat start sending us messages. Kyle, I, I mind you, I read it in his voice, but Kyle, can you just please let everybody know what you were saying to me when you found this it, news it's out? It's probably going to be in the line of what I'm thinking right now. So go ahead, relay my thoughts. Tell me. To uh, Cody and Brandy Runnels, congratulations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To Cody in particular, thank you. Thank you to the semen of Cody Rhodes for getting that woman the hell off of TV. That's what I was thinking. Oh, what? That's what I was thinking. That's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up. We here, man. Look at the ball here. I'm telling you, man. That's I swear to God. That's what. That's the only reason I brought it up because of that fact. Get the punk ass off the TV. Go the fuck home. Nursing rooms. Best best promo in AEW history. Brandy Rhodes. True. That was a good promo, but not best promo as in best person to do a promo in that company. But hold on, hold on. You still got electricity up there. After lightning just struck you for line. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so this is my thing about Brandy Rose. The circuits are getting to him. <laughs> this is the thing about Brandy Rose. Most inconsistent motherfucker. Nice ever. shoes. Nice shoes. Because it, those, those shoes are made for walking. Um, much as. He, he see he putting the shoes on because he know he got to go get up and he got to carry up, get his hands up under Brandy Rose's armpits and walk her out the fucking building. No, I gotta stomp some mud holes real quick. Hold uh, on. But look, <laughs> most about inconsistent motherfucker ever. She's been in the company. You know they they put her as the chief branding officer or whatever. So we knew she had a, some kind of high level position in the company then. So we was like, all right, cool. She's not gonna be on the TV. She's gonna be handling shit behind the scenes. Cool. Then she started being arm candy for fucking Cody. Then she started being that fucking dollhouse nightmare club bullshit or whatever. Cutting we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. That, that anyway, never happened. Had that shit. Then she went to a psychiatrist and got that shit zapped away. And now she just regular Brandy Rhodes. Then she was in the tag team contingent. Then she was with this other motherfucker. Then this, 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 and this, and this. I'm tired of the shit. You can only be one goddamn way. And that's fucking good. And you are not. So get the fuck on. <laughs> it's truth. Preach, brother. 
That's a burial. Drop a bomb. That's a burial. Let me tell you this, bro. Okay. Oh, hold on. We got some counter meat. <laughs> hey, it's a kid. Brandy Rose. Hello, man. That's the legend right there. That's the legend. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Give him a RKO and throw him out the door. Uh, come on. You say hi. Hi. Right. Hey, do you like uh, Brandy Rhodes? Wait, hold on. Hold on. It's my hold on. Hold on. Just so you guys know. Is there two of them? There's three. It's th but just what? so you guys know, Kyle's children, when it comes to wrestling knowledge, are prodigies. These young boys know everything song, know matches. They know all this stuff. I'm, I am like, I'm blessed to have these young people in my world. Amen. As a wrestling fan. We need to Amen. get them on the show. <laughs> you know, I just want to, I just want to say this before I forget, because I do have to get rolling pretty soon. My nephew, we're going to watch TLC later and he's going to be on my podcast. We're going to be discussing TLC, CPT. My wrestling trainer's name is MPT. And you got a beautiful kid, man, and uh, God bless all you guys. But let me just say Appreciate this. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. Let me just say this. Brandy Rhodes, okay, mm -hmm. first of all. Beautiful. The most beautiful woman in all elite, all petite wrestling. All petite. <laughs> now, let me also say this. <clears throat> We're going to get pregnant Brandy Rhodes on screen now. Now that other oh, chick, no. don't you is, Hold on. That's little, no. little rat. I no. Cut him out. <laughs> Cut him out. We ain't doing this. We ain't doing this. Oh, bring him back. I want to hear it. I want to hear no, it. No, we're not doing this, Mitch. We're not doing this. Let me tell you something, brother. Come on, brother. Let me tell you something. Don't put that on us, man. Don't put that voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby. You're getting it, bro. And let me tell you about Shaq's rat. Now she's really getting it. You know what oh. I mean? Um, okay. I'm done. Continue. No. Let's get to this main event because I gotta, I gotta, guys, I gotta go to church. You know what I'm saying? I gotta go. To, you you brought that up. Just called a woman a rat. <laughs> you brought that up, and uh, like go. that, it, it goes go with the inconsistency shit. Now, like, now we gonna have a pregnant Brandy Rose on here talking shit to people and emasculating them, and oh my god! Anybody ever pass a kidney stone? Destroy everybody. Anybody the only better promo stone? than Brandy is MJF and Jericho. And Cody the kidney stone? Unfortunately. So you should know, I want you to do that five times over before no. Brandy Rhodes gets back on TV. Because I would I, rather pass him than watch this woman spoil the genre of entertainment that I love. <laughs> I'd um, rather not. Well, 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 Mitch said he got to go here in a second or whatever. So let's cover this last match on the card. Sure. I got about 10 minutes, Rob. All right, so... For the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, we got Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles in the tables, ladders, chairs match. I did not know that was the stipulation tied to this match as well. But who do we got there? Kyle, who we got in this match? Um, I mean, I'm going to go with Drew. Honestly, it's, I think it's a little bit too soon for him to, go, to let go of the belt. He had that little transitional, um, let's just call it hiccup when they let Randy Orton um, to beat yeah, him to get the weird. title belt back. I think in some capacity the, the big guy outside the ring is going to get some type of um, some type of uh, involvement, um, and I can honestly see that. And they've already teased it, and you know it's coming. Sheamus, to some capacity, gets involved, and it's going to spark the rivalry between Sheamus and um, Drew McIntyre. Um, honestly, Sheamus is Sheamus is going to probably be into implement himself in my Drew McIntyre winning. Hey, Dana. Uh, but as far as the overall winner goes, you definitely got to go Drew. Drew is way too hot. He's the, um, I mean, Roman's the A, 
you know, and he's the B. So if he's not going against Roman, he's going to win. See, Drew is the guy that mm-hmm. they send in when Roman doesn't want to do something. So, yeah. Uh, I see what you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Freaking Mitch, what you got? Man, Rob, uh, uh, CPT has his kid. Brian's got his girl. Uh, Kyle, by you got way. the rock. They don't want none. They don't want none. They look oh. scared at me, boy, but they don't want none. Hey. <laughs> that's I, that's one of the greatest theme songs every, of this decade. I love that theme song, by the way. That's I'm going to tell you guys this. Wolf pack. Hey, don't turn your back on the Mitch Pack. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So let me just say this. I had this CPT. I was talking to MPT. The other night, I swear to God, my trainer's name is Mr. Primetime, MPT. And um, he, he's a Shawn Michaels, Mark. And, um, you know, everyone says Shawn Michaels is the greatest in-ring performer of all time, which I agree with. But, dude, I think we're at the point where AJ Styles, dude, has to be considered as potentially not the biggest, not the GOAT, the Rock's the GOAT, but AJ Styles in the ring performing is got to be the greatest of all time. Agree. I agree with that statement. I'm a huge AJ Mark. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so for for the a generation of wrestlers, AJ Styles is the man. You know, for our generation or whatever. I mean, we have our own picks, like because we're older. But for the people that would be in our age bracket, at you know, at, at that time in the future or whatever, AJ Styles is the motherfucking man. It just goes back to what I was saying um, earlier, or a couple episodes back. No way in hell. <laughs> When me and um, I think Anomaly was talking, we were saying in 10 years from now, who would be considered the greatest tag team of all time? And I was like, the Young Bucks are probably going to be in that conversation. Oh, boo. Get the booze going. I, I, hey, I'm, for real, for real. I mean, it's, it's not going to be so much for, it's just going to be overall. Because, I mean, they started a fucking company, you know, and they gave so many other people a chance and, and all this other shit like that. So, I mean, I believe in the next 10 years, the young bucks will be in the conversation. Did I say they were going to be the best? No, but I said they were going to be in the conversation. Are they in the top ten? No. All right, what you got? What you got? What you got? I haven't done this in like a long time, so damn it, I'm going to do it. Can I cash in? Very well. And B Rob, you hosting? So I'm cashing in on you. Very well. You for those of you, hit the music. Are, hit the music. Those <laughs> of you who are unaware, for those of you who are unaware, we have a thing here called. The promo in the bank. The promo in the bank. Uh, each of us have this metaphorical briefcase that we can take and cash in. On. We can cash in on any one of our co-hosts here, and we are at the mercy of the cashie to do a promo for one minute on whatever topic that they pick. So I have been cashed in on, and Sir Kyle, let me pull up my shot clock and everything. And uh, you hit me with the topic that I must cut a promo on. All right. You got one minute to tell all of the newfound Roman Reigns fans why they too late to jump on the bandwagon. Got you. One minute on the clock. Okay. So we got a lot of bandwagoners. I mean, we're all familiar with this term because of professional sports and whatnot. I can speak to this personally because I am a lifelong Saints fan. Mm. And when they won the Super Bowl in 09, motherfuckers was like, oh, baby, we did it. I was like, nah, bitch. I'm from Louisiana. You was repping motherfucking Dallas and San Francisco and shit. 
why I stayed here in the fucking muck of Louisiana and represented motherfucking New Orleans. Nah, we ain't do shit, bitch. And it's the same thing with Roman Reigns. You know, when he came in with the shield. Matter of fact, let's go back to FCW when this man wore trunks mm. and he wore the tailored suits and he was talking about how he was better than everybody and he's bringing that back around full circle because he is better than everybody and you just neglected to see it. Mm. He is here to the forefront and now you would just want to hit your fucking wagon to his goddamn train, to his locomotive. And my time is up. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done, sir. Great job, sir. Great job. That was easy. I wish I had two more minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go run and get my charge, my cord charger because my phone's about to die. But it's like she says, man, this isn't long enough. <laughs> I've never, never heard that. Heard that, bro. Yeah, no, no, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> we got two super kickers in reference to the Young Bucks, top 10 super kickers of all time. <laughs> no, hey, what's up with this promo in the bank thing, man? I want to get in on that. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Can, can I give, a, can I give a, a quick go here? Good. You want in particular order? For what? No. Top 10 super kickers of all time? I mean, go oh, for it if you want to. Go for it. What you got? Impromptu. All right. Um, could we count the Young Bucks as two or one? I'm the, I just love the fact that you're acknowledging that there's two of them. And in this case, I want to. Uh, okay. <laughs> right there's only one. All right. Nick Jackson is a real person, people. He is real. How about Stevie Richards? Stevie kick. Oh, the Stevie kick, yeah. That was a great kick. That's some good ah, shit. I see that. Uh, Jerry actually had a good one. Um, he kind of twisted with it a little bit. Uh, of course, you got to go with the go to the super kiss with that being the heartbreak kid. Um, <laughs> let's see who else we put up there. Everybody's been using this. These, um, yeah, RPG had a great thrust kick, yeah. He never called it a super kick, though. Yeah, who was it? RVD, he had the jump and thrust kick, but they never really called it a super kick. Yeah, I mean, Rusev is kind of like what Rusev did, yeah. Uh, can I get more off the top of my head? You know, uh, believe it or not, as much shit as we talk about her, Tamina has a damn good uh, freaking. You know, yeah, that's true. Surprisingly, yeah, it's one good move. That's she has, the that, one she has a good Samoa drop as well. It looks pretty mm -hmm. crisp and clean. She has a horrible no, it's, splash. It's just a, it's just a drop. It's just a drop. She's Samoan, so she have don't call seen, it a Samoan have drop. You just Ronda a drop. Have you seen Ronda Rousey's? <laughs> that's a whole different one. <laughs> you can't mess that move up. Yeah. Um, let's see. How many do I have so far? You have three. No, you got uh, Stevie Richards. Got damn. Um, damn, I forgot already. <laughs> Chad Jackson, Matt Jackson, Jay Uso, uh, okay. <laughs> Jimmy Uso. I got one for you guys. What you got? I'm gonna tell you right now because I felt it on my chin and my forehead. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler has one. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, mm -hmm. CBT, and speaking of CBT, to, so guys, I gotta just put him over, man, because uh, I've been like I said, I've been in the game 15 years. My wrestling trainer's been in the game for 22 years. He's been to Japan. He's wrestled for Dragon Gate. He's wrestled all the bunch of top indie names or whatever, but no one really knows him because he's a family man. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Primetime MPT, aka Zach Reeb. Uh, mm -hmm. Look him up on YouTube. Look up MPT versus Mitch Valentine. Uh, his super kick. I'm just and his frog splash. I'm gonna tell you guys right now. I, I put the super kick definitely in the top five of all time. Very well. We have audio documentation. I'm gonna look that name up later. 
All right, so B Rob, uh, when it comes to tag teams, right? Because uh-huh. I'm very anal about this. Who really? is your greatest tag team of all time? Mine. Go ahead and say it. You got to say it. I just need to know. I don't know, man, because I'm like, I'm real wishy washy when it comes to stuff like that. Because like, that, that, I, I, that is one hill I will, I will always die on. Yeah, Cole does have a pretty good kick too. Yeah. Um, I will always die on my hill about who I think the greatest tag team of all time is. So, and I know people argue with me but i feel like my points are always valid and there's only it's one two. team it's, it's either you go one way or the other way yeah it's all one right. and one a for me in my book but for okay. me i always i always put one team up all right so you give me one and you give me one i got the road warriors lod however you okay. want to put it and he got the dudleys okay now i see i i i do i do not dispute that <laughs> i do not dispute that especially like um for me the dudleys were my introduction yep. to ecw because mm-hmm. I seen I seen clips and highlights of them doing the 3D and just throwing motherfuckers through tables and shit, and that's what got me into ECW when I was able to find it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I cannot dispute that. And I, um, the Road Warriors, I have so much nostalgic, you know, feelings about that team Ooh, because one, I got to meet Animal in person, mm-hmm. and um. You know, just the damn the doomsday device. That was like my all-time favorite move. I used to put freaking stuffed animals on my shoulder and let my cousin fucking close my them and shit. At a pool or beach or anything like that, somebody was getting that doomsday device, man. Mm-hmm. Somebody was getting it. And and this is what this is my theory when it comes to that because me and Kyle's had we've had this discussion plenty of times on our show too. Um, the only difference between the Dudleys and LOD to me is longevity error. Yeah. And the amount of titles that they won and where they won those titles. Don't forget about match length. Yeah, and match length too. Like with LOD, with all due respect to them, because they are legends in their own right. Huh? Yeah, they didn't get paid by the hour. They were they were main eventers. They were they were a tag team that you could sell out an arena to. So I totally give them that part of it. But when it comes to the Dudley Boys, when we talk about the biggest time in professional wrestling history. They were the team that worked in every promotion except for WCW, which was purchased at the time. They were able to work with any type of star, whether it was a hardcore style match, whether it was a regular technical style match, or if it was a street fight match. They have done everything. They've won titles in WWE. They've won titles in, they technically won the WCW titles. They won the ECW titles. They won the New Japan Pro Wrestling Championships. Uh, they won oh, the IWGP tag team titles. They've won the Pro Wrestling NOAA tag team titles. They've won the Smash titles in, in New Japan. They came back and won the TNA titles. Bully Ray has become a successful uh, world champion. And yes, for people who don't know, the TNA, a.k.a. the Impact World title, is a official world championship. And they won the NWA world tag title. And the NWA world tag team titles, too. So when it comes to the greatest tag teams of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So when it comes to the greatest tag team of all time over, over the past 20 to 30 years, the Dudley boys have a resume that no other team will touch. I know everyone says... I love Edge and Christian, or I love the yeah. Hardy Boys. You stack up Hardy Boy matches, Edge and Christian matches, excuse me, Edge and Christian matches versus anything the Dudleys do. The Dudleys own them in everything. You want to talk about mic skills? There is nobody that can cut people up on a microphone like Devon and Bubba. Amen. But, and this and this is a thing to add to that as well. You talk about Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys or whatever, which is another formidable tag team on the list. But mm-hmm. they would not be shit without if it Dudleys. wasn't for the Dudleys. <laughs> 
And like I said, remember the the Hardy Boys were taken as basically like mid card tag team to jobbers until the TLC match. And yeah, we all see who. uh... Hey, they look great in the tit. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me you remember the tit. Terry Invitational Tournament. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but no, that's why I, I I will always stand on my hill and I will die on that hill. When it comes to pro wrestling, the last great world tag or the last great tag team and the best tag team is the Dudley Boys. There is no there is no tag team. And as much as people want to talk about the New Day, the New Day did all of their dirt in WWE. You want to talk about beer money? Beer money was only in TNA. You want to talk about Harlem Heat? They were only in WCW. You want to talk? But can about we the- really penalize somebody for staying loyal to a company though? No, but but you also can't deny that success can also be determined not just in one place. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they were the top of the heap so, in every company they've ever gone to, so so and they've I mean, been invented everywhere they've gone to. So I mean, we we can base that on thirty years or more of professional wrestling lineage and knowledge. We can do yeah. that now, but I'm talking about from what we have here to that thirty year gap into the future. Who's going to be that team? Okay, I don't think I mean, anybody. We've been alive through that era, so we can always reference all the good old days or whatever. But to people that are being born now, from here forward, that next thirty years, this will be their good old days, and the young bucks is going to be in there for some of them. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Brian. Yes. What's up? What's up? I love it, <laughs> dude. All right, guys, I gotta wrap this up. I gotta go. I just want, if you don't mind, I'm gonna just do like two minutes here, plug some stuff, give you my prediction. I gotta go. I gotta go. To, I gotta go to the Raymond Word of Faith, guys. I gotta get my faith on. But let me just say this. Um, I, I like this UWO, man. I want. I want in. I want in. I'm for life. Hey, um, I'll add us. We we're we're always open to having new people on whenever. Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you about my resume in just a moment. But first. <laughs> I want to. We can make. We can set up an appointment. You know what I mean. But okay. first, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, I mean, Mitch, please. You know what I mean. But here's what's really important: the main event. Who's gonna? Who's who? Do I want to win? That yeah. man right there. But he's probably not gonna win. I think Sheamus will be involved. I like whoever said that. But uh, I really want AJ. Yeah, CPT. You down with CPT? Yeah, you know me. I'm down with CPT. <laughs> Bye, Bye Dominique. <laughs> What's up? No, no, homegirls. Uh, somebody in the chat. You good? Plug oh, it away, are, man. The ladies are well, bro. I mean, we got four good-looking guys here, man. The ladies are probably going nuts. Uh, <laughs> my girl over there. <laughs> we got. Yeah, well, I, didn't say, I just said that they're excited to see us, bro. I mean, nothing wrong. <laughs> um. Okay. <sighs> it's getting crazy here. So. Are you guys, um, if you guys ever want to have an engagement party, I'd love to host it. Okay. Um, AJ Styles is one of my favorites. I don't think he's going to win, though, guys. I think Drew McIntyre will retain. As much as I'd love to see AJ, my nephew, he's a huge AJ fan. We want AJ to win, but probably going to be Drew McIntyre. Now, I got to go. I just want to say thank you guys very much for having me on the show again, Rob. I love you, bro. I don't agree with anything you say about Legends, but I love you. Um, the, the UWO, you know what I'm saying? I'll throw it up. Uh, thank you, thank you. You guys are great, and uh, I'm Mitch Valentine. I'm at Heartbreaker MV on uh, everything TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Venmo, it's my birthday. Hit me up on Venmo. Say happy birthday, Mitch. Uh, happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday, and, yes. and uh, I have a podcast called uh, Mitch Please. 
It's on uh, Mitch Please 2, Mitch Please II on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys very much. Why don't you go Mitch and never make the switch? Y'all might have nine problems, but Mitch ain't one. I love you. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Mitch, you're the man. We got to holla at you. We got to get you on. Right. Holla, holla. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Mitch is a handful. I Not respect the man who does cheap plugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. But shit. I mean, where, where are we sitting at then there, Brian? What we got? Um, when it comes to this matchup, uh, I it's 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 very easily to predict that Drew is going to keep the title right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but swerve, motherfuckers, we getting a cash in tonight. Ooh. I feel like the Miz is going to cash in on whoever the winner is. Only problem is, I feel like if Miz does cash in, he will not be successful. So walking out tonight. I'm sorry, I just wanted to do that. It's okay, and I know Eddie would be, you know, he's going to be sad that you know Miz doesn't win because he was at the WrestleMania where Miz was. I want him to. (laughs) I I don't want Miz to cash in, but I don't want him to win the belt. Um, So walking out of tonight, still as your champion, will be Drew McIntyre. All right, Kyle, what you got, man? Uh, I was already said Drew. The unfairness between Drew. Um, yeah, you did say Drew. All right. Between the guy that looks like me and um Seamus. Pretty much I yeah. got I got I got Drew. Uh if Miz, but however, Brian, I gotta do, do gotta uh say this. Do gotta okay. say this. I think that Drew McIntyre as a champion, now I'm speaking just as a champion now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When he's chasing for that title, I think he's doing his best work. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Miz actually cashes in, wins it. And we get to see this Drew versus Miz rivalry blossom. Because honestly, that's when Drew does his best work. The money's in the chase, as you always say, bro. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, Drew, I agree. Drew, Drew, you know, Drew is not good when he's trying to be relatable. You know, yeah. he, he, he overdoes it. He hams it up and everything. And, you know. He tries. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, tries. He, that's the way I can say it. He tries. Yeah. I mean, he he, try, he, he be, he's relatable. He, he tries to be relatable or whatever. And he's just like. A guy like that, built the way he is, and just his athleticism—that's not relatable to the average person. So it, it kind of turns me off to in a effect. But, but when he was like when he was with uh, Ziggler and just being a heel or whatever, being a, a badass—that's what I thoroughly enjoyed. And if he exactly. can stay with that, look, he he can do because you know when Roman Reigns is tired of being a heel, maybe Drew can be a heel. You know, yeah, you know, so, that's that's true. whenever Roman Reigns gets tired of doing, you know, yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah, you, go, you can hold that. For <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I just, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna keep it with uh Drew. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna pull it off of him. I mean, if they do, it will be shenanigans. Although I would love for the Miz to cash in. I would love for the Miz to be successful, but it's just it's weird. Top boys, especially when you got big, tall. Guy that looked like Kyle at ringside, Pretty and then much. you got some, uh, you know, darkness of Sheamus looming around and whatnot. So we got Johnny Mundo or John Morrison. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of factors to put into play here, unless Johnny Mundo come out, distract big tall guy, Sheamus come out, this, and they all those three just go fight off into existence, making a way for Miz to come in and do some things. But I don't see know. the see the smart thing for Miz to do if he was to cash in is wait for that big-ass spot where everybody gets knocked down and they're all dropped. Miz runs to the ring, throw the briefcase at the guy. I'm cashing in. By the time the guy announces, oh, Miz is cashing in, he's already climbed up the ladder. 
bell ring. He grabbed the belt and he wins. Boom. Don't even got to throw a punch. Boom. Quick and easy. That, that'd be funny as fuck, too. Is <laughs> it like everybody's down? Pass that. Hit the bell. Run, hit the bell. I'm running. Matter of fact, 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 he could just do like this. He could just climb the ladder and just throw the briefcase down. Be like, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> it was. Ready? All right, he's in. I got it. <laughs> That's it. That's just like my Lana pick. I picked Lana to win the Women's Royal Rumble. Just have number 28 and 29 eliminate each other. Number 30, whoever comes out just wins. So all she got to do is walk to the ring. You know, Lana's music hits. Bianca like that, man. Huh? Don't don't just Bianca like that. It, it could happen. It could happen. Well, the Survivor Series. What happened at Survivor Series? Yeah. We're talking about the biggest, the roughest, the fastest, the toughest. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got Lana. Yeah. Who is not any of those? Any of those things? The opposite. <laughs> the wackest, the slowest, the fuckest. <laughs> Speaking of which, can somebody tell me the point of um, Bailey going over on Bianca on SmackDown was set up for some shit later, and okay. Bianca is still fresh. Question: Why? Because she's still fresh. But why? Because she's still fresh. <laughs> he told you because she's still fresh. She no, Bailey was I, I, look 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 you know I thoroughly enjoy Bianca Belair, but she is suffering the same thing that she suffered in NXT. She was a fan favorite, a crowd favorite, but the company didn't put enough into her to put title on her. You know, and it's kind of the same thing. They see something there. They think she has a little bit of something, but it's only enough to get her to the dance. Will she wear the crown, the tiara, or whatever the fuck you want to call the title right now? No. No. It's not happening. It's just, it's something about her that somebody in the back is just like, oh, she's good enough to do this, this, and this, and this. But to do that one thing, the the top level of achievement thing, nah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just something. It's just something up, you know, because everybody jumped on uh, Sam Roberts when he was like, oh, I don't think Bianca Bella is ready. I agreed with him. Mm-hmm. And they jumped down that man's throat because she's a fucking fan favorite. Everybody like her. And whenever they like what they like, you can't tell them shit. When Agreed. Obvious at the time, especially in NXT, Bianca Belair did not have all the tools and the skills. I don't think she have them all now, but she has a presence and she has a look that is unique to the motherfucking roster. And that's why she at where she at. Agreed. This is my problem with the whole situation, right? All right, we're looking at Bianca as a building block for the WWE's future, correct? Yes. Okay. Now she is not the building block. I think she is the future. She 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 is the foundation. She's the foundation of what the future could hold for the women's division. Yeah. This is where when I know Gabe just said uh um storytelling, Brian, I get that. And this is the problem with the storytelling. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me since SummerSlam, we can go back to SummerSlam, Bailey has lost nine straight matches she's lost nine straight we got bianca who is this young up-and-coming talent that we're trying to build she loses by a fluke pin on smackdown to the girl who just lost nine matches in a row okay now how are we supposed to start stop with this girl again we're starting and stopping with her we're starting to build her up and then we stop you know did she have to eat that l to bailey Right now, literally right before the end of the year, where Bailey just went on like a five-month losing streak? No, it doesn't make sense. So now we're going to start stop with Bianca again just because Bailey had to get a win? 
this is a problem in WWE. I have one word for you. Mm-hmm. Retribution. I have three words for you after that. The Hurt Business. <laughs> it's the same True. shit. Oh, formidable talent. Can't be stopped. L, 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 L. Hold on. Let me load it up. L for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, to me, it makes no sense. And I know, I, I'm assuming we're, we're pretty much wrapped up with the card. Yeah. Okay. But I do want to get into this because I, I was watching a video the other day and they were talking about how, you know, with the ratings dropping with WWE and all this other stuff. There are two things that WWE does or that WWE needs to address. One of them, I don't think they do need to address. The other one, I strongly believe they do. It's cosmetic and systematic changes. Mm -hmm. The cosmetic changes are the way they present things on WWE TV. Because we can all see that it's the same shit over and over again. We're getting a 20-minute promo to start off a show. We're getting matches that don't mean anything. We're getting wins and losses that are just do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, WWE is trash. trash. Writers is trash. (laughs) It is. And that's the other problem. The systematic portion of WWE. The way they run things, the way they're writing things, the way they're booking things needs to change. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't make sense as a fan. And this is in any show, right? You can take any show, any storyline, whatever you want. If there's something wrong systematically with the way that your show is being presented, it needs to be fixed. Because you don't look at characters on a TV show, like, say, Power. Like, we love Power, right? Right, no. Kyle? No. Love? Well, me, and, yeah. me, and Kyle love, me and Kyle love Power. Okay. All right. Now, if, let's say, Tommy, right? We'll go back to Tommy. Tommy's one of my favorite characters on the show. Now, Tommy's the crazy white boy who's trigger happy, will kill everybody, blah, 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 blah. If he's afraid of somebody at the very beginning of the show, and he shows that fear, what makes you think the rest of the show that we're watching we're going to believe he's a ruthless killer because we already know he's scared of this motherfucker. You know what have I mean? Have you watched The Wire? I, I honestly have never watched The Wire. All right, well, I've watched a couple episodes here wire, and there. No matter how ruthless anybody is, no matter how tough anybody is, no matter how hood anybody is, when Omar shows up, you go in the house. Yeah, exactly. Like That, that I know. I do know about Omar. You know what I'm saying? But there's got to be a point where if you're developing young talent, you got to book them correctly. This start-stop thing doesn't help anybody. Like, Ryback, as much as people, some people don't like Ryback. I liked him when he first That's what I'm saying. Like, certain people, well, I'm talking about, like, nowadays, people are like, oh, screw Ryback or whatever. But when you look at the way Ryback was built, he was built properly. He was built as a machine who can destroy not one, not two, not three, but sometimes four motherfuckers if he really wants to. It makes them look like, okay, this dude can destroy four grown men, whether they look like twigs or not, they're four grown men. You know what I mean? And then when he was built up to a title shot, it was believable. Holy shit, he might actually be able to beat Punk. You know what I mean? Because he was built that way. Whether he was going to win or lose was, you know, later on. Mm -hmm. But the guy was built properly. He was built like this star. To me, a girl like Bianca, and this isn't just me fanboying her or whatever, if she's the roughest, the toughest, the fastest, the strongest, the EST of NXT or SmackDown or whatever, you know what I'm saying? you got to keep building her that way. She's got to get those big wins. I know he's doing an undefeated clap. Like Even (laughs) even go back to when uh, Mr. Kennedy Kennedy was a part of WWE. This guy defeated nine world champions on the way to his first title match and then lost. 
You know what I mean? So he was a believable contender because he's already faced nine world champions and one. You know, there is something wrong with the way WWE is booking these people that nobody gets believable, like, pushes anymore. Like, we talk about retribution. Right out the gate, you're getting L's. Hurt business, same thing. Right out the gate, they were getting L's. You know what I'm saying? It was, it's, it's like, how am I supposed to believe in this group if the group's already losing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look like this dominant force, but you're already losing. Something in their creative or their writing team needs to change because it's the same shit over and over and over again. Like, they, most of my picks for the predictions are based on literally what I just saw on Raw and SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? Whoever gets the upper hand on the last show is probably going to lose. You know what I mean? It's that predictable to me. Yeah, and it's just the thing with WWE. And I can go back to the top of the show when we was talking about they have a limited pool. You can't use that excuse because they was doing that before COVID. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's a weird time with them or whatever. It's just what I'm interested they, to see is exactly. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. No, no, no. I'm just saying they they need to get what they're getting right now as far as ratings. They need to go down into a slump and go down to the lowest they've ever been because that's the only way they're going to realize that they're fucking up. Destroy exactly. and rebuild. Exactly. I mean, they're they doing it aesthetic-wise. I mean, the Thunderdome and all this that's other stuff. Right. I mean, it's out, of, it's out of necessity, but, I mean, it's still something different, you know, visually. It's that's the cosmetic aspect of what I was talking the about. The internals they need to fix. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, that's the um, whole card. I mean, we got any other thoughts and things we want to throw out there? I'm just going to be interested to see exactly what this slap in the face is going to do to Vince McMahon. Don't, everybody knows but Vince, the own, the, he's a businessman first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The wrestling business is right behind the business sense. And what's the ber- perfect way to get somebody's attention who is business-minded? Mess with his pockets. Ray didn't stop dropping. You know, our merchandise sales lower. We ain't getting ticket sales. The network's but starting to get pissed. The network's getting pissed. U- USA. USA has a spashed out on WWE. That's like literally never happened. You know what I mean? USA is always like, here's our money, take a check, we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden people are like, uh, guys, we got other alternatives. I mean, the AEW's killing it. Ring of Honor's still around. TNA's merging with it. We're seeing our New Japan is coming back around full fold. We have all these options. WWE, you're, you're not the monopoly that you used to be. No, Gabe, Gabe, they're already in Tampa. They already uh, moved. They already yeah, moved. And not only that, but we don't have to be force-fed anybody that you guys see fit that you know you guys want to put on TV. You know, I know, I know it's a little uh, probably taboo at this point to say, but at one point, wrestling fans were salivating over seeing Zack Ryder. Sasha Banks was white hot. Uh, Enzo Amore was killing it when he first came on there. Shinsuke Nakamura. The, the list goes on and on and on. And instead of actually showing the fans of what we wanted to see, what we pay our good money to see, you say, nah, take these signs for a women's championship and hold it up for the camera for us, please. <laughs> and point, we, know, we know that it's true because it was in our hometown. At some point, at some point we're going to have to actually get some type of real change. Get your fuck back over there. And actually, and like the only way, obviously, that they're going to actually listen to the fans, because remember, we are the authority. They're catering to us. Yeah, the anniversary is coming of that <laughs> has came and passed, I think. I don't think anybody's asked for half the crap that they put on TV, retribution. Uh, <laughs> just putting that out there. Uh, maybe title shots for those that deserve it, not the ones that you just want to necessarily push at the time. 
maybe actually listening to your fans and see who we're getting behind, put them in stronger rivalries. And believe it or not, believe it or not, maybe this concept will work. Just, just maybe this concept will work. Let your wrestlers have some type of input into their characters. Put some horns on there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, aside from WWE, we just going to sweep them to the side right now. We didn't cover the card and whatnot. I want to talk about what's going on with New Japan, AEW, Impact, ROH, and all those other companies or whatever. I personally and thoroughly enjoy what's going on with Impact in AEW right now. I think Hell yeah, this, I can't wait to see that match. This is what, how wrestling is supposed to be. And this is just, you know, me thinking out of the back of my head or whatever. Could this be a WWE-esque type move? To where how WWF, WWE was seeding money to ECW at one point in time, loaning them talent and whatnot in turn for other talent and whatnot. Then eventually they absorbed them and bought them out. Mm. Could we be seeing this with AEW and Impact? I honestly think it's going to be more of a working relationship than us saying, all right, take this. We're going to keep you around until we just take everything we want. This is more of a relationship to get eyes on Impact, I believe. Um, Don Callis is actually, yeah, he's killing it. Brian was absolutely right. He's, he's killing it. Well, but, that, um, but that's the thing about it, though. I mean, Don Callis is at the head of the table for Impact, mm -hmm. correct? He's one of those guys in the upper him and Scott position. Yeah, so when you do things like this, it, it it benefits the head, you would not. So, of course, I mean, if I'm an exec at another company and I'm like in tight with another person from a you know another company, I'm just like, hmm, how can I set myself up for the bigger brand? Or how can I take this to another level or to, you know, so I can eventually, how, how can it benefit me, the Wiffum? What's in it for me? That's that's what I'm looking at because I mean, if they family like how they talking about it, or whatever, it's just like, hey man, I see this potential for impact over here, man. I know your dude over there, Tony Khan, got all the juice, he got all the money. Why don't he come in over here? We can do this and this and this and this, and we can just suck this up. Because if they did acquire impact, they are if they bought out Anthem or whatever the fuck that owns that entity over there, they oh, have man. their own network already, access. And regardless of what other people are saying, because I posted that in um, the chat one time about them uh, acquiring that company. It's like, oh, man, their numbers will go down and all this other stuff or whatever. But they would have their own fucking network, regardless of this and that and whatever. I mean, how many companies can say they got their own network to do whatever the fuck they want with? You know? Bro, I don't know if you watch, but impact numbers are skyrocketing in the past couple of weeks. And why wouldn't you want to buy that out? And so your shit can come up. Yeah, true. Fun, fun fact: they actually outdrew NXT when it when it came to like uh, last week. They actually outdrew NXT. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. I mean, people look at the Twitch numbers and only want to talk about the Twitch numbers, but not even just that. You got to remember they were trending number YouTube. one worldwide on Twitter. Twitter, YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And from what Enzo Amore said in one of his shoot interviews. For someone to trend worldwide on Twitter, let alone number one, that's like putting $2 million out there in promotion that you're doing for free. You know what I'm saying? So Impact got a huge rub off of that. And back to what you said earlier, Rob, about you know the cross promotion or whatever, it's a thousand IQ move. And I don't equate it to what WWE was doing. I'm equating it to what the NWA used to do. 
which I think is a smart move. And like I said earlier, when it comes to world titles, there's only three, like, well, four, techni four technically actual world titles that are still around based on the lineage of what the world title is. You got the NWA world title, you have the WWE world title, you have the IWGP heavyweight championship, and you have the TNA slash impact world title. They're all official, world, like legit world titles. Yeah, so, which, um, which, which I kind of, I'm iffy on the impact one or whatever, because it spawned from the NWA title, didn't it? And that's, that's where all the titles spawn from. If you yeah. go back, the history of the, uh, the the world championship goes all the way back to 1888. And then from 1888, it goes to 1906. And in 1906, they designed the, the National Wrestling Alliance, which declared it as a world title. Then you go towards, you know, their working relationship with uh, Capital Wrestling, which spawned off the WWF, which they separated and declared their world title a world title based off the fact they no longer use the NWA title. Same thing yeah. with the ECW title. The ECW title was supposed to be the, the Eastern Championship Wrestling World Championship. Once Shane Douglas separated, it became their own recognized world title because a world champion held it. Same thing with the NWA going to TNA. And then from TNA, they separated based on the fact that their NWA world champion was a became the new TNA champion kept that as a world title this is why i'm thinking um impact is getting the rub off Im uh, i mean sorry i'm sorry aew is getting the rub off impact based on the fact that it's a world title i would not be surprised if kenny was to win the title and unify or not really unify but declare as one world champion and now solidifying the aew title as a world champion based on the fact that a world champion is holding that belt they can get that rub off that way and yes i broke yeah, down the yeah, history moose though baby huh dna champion moose baby yeah, well, technically, Moose is a is a world champion based on yeah, the fact he, he found him. Yeah, <laughs> Moose pulled the Eric Young. He found them shits in the dumpster and was like, "Oh, it's mine now." <laughs> but but no, but like but like I was saying before, I I relate this more to the NWA style of doing things you. where you're working with different companies, aka different because we're not really using a quote unquote territory system anymore. Well, see, you know, this is this is the two separate things about that. They are working with a. They're trying to work with the old tried and true method in the territory system, like what you're saying. They're mm -hmm. they're unifying different promotions and brands together to create the strong network so they can pull in mass resources from each other. I got exactly. That. I understand that 100. That's what they could be doing on this side. WWE is a territory within a territory within a territory within a territory with Vince McMahon at the head of it. So he goes in and does some of the same things that I was kind of alluding to with uh, AEW and Impact. He goes in, he vets him, he feeds him a little bit, he takes a little bit of what he needs or whatever, then ultimately he absorbs him and creates his own territory within his territory within his territory. You know, it's like an ant farm with WWE. You know, you got the queen in here, then you got all the freaking trails and all this stuff, but ultimately it goes to one objective goal, which is WWE. With what you're saying with AEW and what they're trying to do with everybody else, it feeds the whole community rather than just the colony itself. Yes. So yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm I'm, mm -hmm. I'm vibing with you, or whatever. But I still think there's some deceit in the background. I want somebody to buy somebody out. goddammit. it! <laughs> hey, like they say, it's it's the wrestling business. Eventually, business yeah. is going to get caught up in the middle of it. So, but like you said, <laughs> yeah. But like but like you said, Rob, it's like you're planting seeds in other companies, 
because maybe that relationship will work. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, maybe with NWA, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can get an all this versus Omega match. You know what I'm saying? Like, people forget all this has held that belt for over 600 days, almost 600 days now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going on to break uh, Pierce's record and like the modern day NWA world title record. You know what I'm saying? If he doesn't already no, have it, right. it, though, I hate to say it though, but I, I can't include the days that they were closed due to um, the whole, you know, let's just call it wrestling me too movement mm-hmm. I, I i can't give him credit for a full title ring for that and nobody you literally wasn't showing any match yeah so but you but but the title still the, the title still relevant to this day you know what i mean but, but no i i honestly think it's a smart move for aew because like we talk about on our show what's aew's biggest weakness right now it's their women's division their women's yeah. division as much as they try to they have good characters yeah. But when it comes to actual depth into the vision, there is nobody there. So you have to rely on NWA. And it's a smart move to deal with a group like Impact, where we can all agree Impact has had the greatest vision for the yeah. past almost 20 years, whether people want to admit it or not. Their women's wrestling has always been top quality tier. They got a ton of assets down there. You got freaking Rosemary that you can work with. You got Taya Valkyrie. You got Kiara Hogan. You got Tasha Steele. You got Havoc. You got Nevaeh. You got Nevaeh, you got Deanna, as much as Kyle can't stand her. You got Kimberly. You got all women who can wrestle and actually work. Yes, I said Deanna. Put some respect on her name. She's been killing. So this is my thing, man. It's just like, I don't know. I, I, I hear what we were saying. I know the analogies I just made. I know the history and the lineage that you just broke down and whatnot. But I just always feel like it's always to the benefit of AEW right now. Because I mean, they're lacking the women's division. So hey, let's reach out to uh, freaking NWA who ain't doing shit right now. So bring them in with us. We can get them on TV. We can buff up our women's division. All yes. right. Hmm. Let's go over here with Impact. We got damn Don Callis over here. That's my homeboy Kenny Omega and all that shit. We got all what? What can we take from them to legitimize us more and make us better? Hmm. What you were saying? The world title? Huh? Give it to Kenny and legitimize us and you know whatever y'all get y'all get whatever but it makes aew look better uh owe that oriental wrestling entertainment or whatever what do we gain from that we'll partner with them we get the knowledge from shima and we'll just have some different type of style of wrestling and that shit name right oh my god i love that so what can we get from oh triple a fucking kenny omega triple a fucking mega champion Go down there to Mexico. We got ties with Mexico. Ha. Now we sign Lucha Brothers. We got that in with them and whatever. So all this is big enough in AEW's favor. I mean, they're getting some buzz because Kenny fucking Omega went over here. Kenny fucking Omega went over there. But it's ultimately drawing eyes back to motherfucking AEW. <laughs> yeah. But you know what it also does? It also eventually legitimizes whoever takes those belts off Kenny Omega. Because yeah. you know, you know, an AEW they guy get shit back. <laughs> yeah, they gotta get their shit back. So Kenny going on this, and I'm gonna go old school for y'all on a great Muda type run, yeah. where he held a shit ton of belts, or an Ultimo Dragon type run, yeah. where the motherfucker had like nine titles just standing like this, like look at me, I'm draped in gold. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that could occur. Or and, even uh, on a smaller level, level uh, with a uh, Kurt Angle 
in uh, when he had all the belts by him fucking self. Or Dan Severin, when Dan Severin was holding every title. You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually, you're going to have to lose those belts. You know what I'm saying? So somebody from AAA has got to step up and take the AAA championship off Kenny. Somebody's got to step up and impact to get the world title off Kenny. And most likely, it will be Moose, as Kyle would usually do. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'd be interested in that, really. There you go, Moose. You know what I'm saying? So them using, uh, them getting all the eyes on AEW because of Kenny going around doing all this shit. Yes, it's working for Kenny, but in the long run, it's going to work for AAA. It's going to work for OVE or OWE in um, in China. It's going to work for Impact Wrestling. And if they work with uh, New Japan, it's going to work for New oh, Japan. That's the one I want. This boy is definitely that's, putting on for the camera That is right the now. relationship that I want to work the most AEW and motherfucking New Japan. I want that so bad. Only because I want to see Kota motherfucking Ibushi versus Kenny Omega for somebody goddamn title. That's what they they will come. The day will come. And I'm telling you, as a wrestling fan, we should all rejoice. Like as much I know we talked about WWE earlier, but for people who can't stand WWE and get sick of WWE, there are options everywhere. There are options for everybody who is a wrestling fan. If you don't like what you see here on Mondays and Fridays and Wednesdays, there's another show on Wednesday night you can watch. There's a yeah, show yeah. on Tuesday night you can watch. There you is know shit my that... big problem with uh, New Japan is, though? Everybody knows, right? Which is? Which is? One of the best wrestlers in the world, that being Okada. Can we give him a better finisher? Can it's the Rainmaker, get... baby. That's, it's a clothesline. It's a badly done one. Put my headset out. <laughs> oh, you, you need me to help you there, Brian? Trying to find a hole. Oh, oh I thought you'd be. I thought you'd be for real. I was like, did I need to slide him to the side real quick? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ain't gonna even get on Okada right now. But um, yeah, man, it's just like I love New Japan. You know, ever since I found it when they when Jeff Jarrett, praise be uh, to, to the Most High Wrestling God for Jeff Jarrett. Oddly enough. That uh, you know he broke that deal and got New Japan on American uh, pay per view or whatever, and I was just like, "Wow, what have I been missing all my motherfucking life?" You know, because I, you know, I, I, I just like I didn't like it because like I don't know who the fuck this is. How do you say his name? Tom, Tomo, Tomo e Aishi, Aishi. First off, that is my dog. I Hell love yeah. Ishi. Ishi. Give me some Minoru Suzuki. I yeah. wish uh, I wish uh, Shibata was still around. Unfortunately, yeah. he injured himself because you know. It's Japanese wrestling, hard. but uh, the ticking time bomb, Tanaha, uh, Takahashi, give me yeah. Tanahashi, give me Rapungi 3K, give me Gorillas of Destiny, give me all that. Rapungi 3K, let's, let, I want to touch on them a little bit. Show is a fucking star. Yes. Show is a goddamn star. I didn't like Yo so much, but Show is the motherfucking man. If he wasn't so goddamn short, I'd say he'd be the next fucking heavyweight champion. <laughs> No, I agree. I don't get me wrong. When it comes to New Japan, there's a ton of talent there. It's just, you know, we're a different audience. So, you know, most How come Americans. Mention Jay White? Oh, Ooh. I like Jay White too. I'm not oh, a fan. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I like Jay White. I like I, him a lot. I, I, he's a good in ring worker. I, he just doesn't do it for me. What I don't like is that he got the fucking briefcase. I don't like that. And I knew it was going to happen because just the, <laughs> oddly enough, Rocky Romero, he was on commentary. And he was just talking about how the IWGP uh, heavyweight briefcase, uh, you know, the the 
contender has never lost it in the defense. And they kept hyping that up. They kept hyping that up. And I was like, fuck. They keep saying it too much because, you know, you're brainwashed to think that you keep saying something so much it's like something means it's going to happen. It's like, yeah, it's never been lost. It's never been lost. It's never been lost. And he's like, the last thing that solidified it for me that I knew that Jay White was going to take that briefcase is when Rocky Romero said, 2020 has been a strange year and anything can happen. I was like, mm-hmm. God damn it. You going to win that goddamn briefcase. <laughs> And for the life of me, ever since I've been watching New Japan and just kind of watching Kota Ibushi, why has this man not been IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? One reason I know why, because he's unpredictable. He does what the fuck he wants. So I can understand the company not trying to put so much into somebody if they're not sure if they're going to be around. Hmm. So, you know, because he left, he went to WWE, did CWC. He went to a couple other promotions in the meantime. Then he came back to New Japan and it then the Bucks and all them and Kenny and it, that relationship rekindled and they started leaving to form AEW so they didn't want to put nothing into him because they thought he was going to go to AEW now he signed his long term contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling and whatnot, and they gave him the briefcase I was like yes he's on the way he's going to get the goddamn title and then Jay White was like nah player let me hold that for you <laughs> I was like why why are you doing this to him is, is this some form of punishment what is what what's going on? <laughs> oh, no, it, it's trust issues. It's trust issues. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he does win on night one. He he's fighting him night one, right, for the titles. Coda is that it? That is right. I'm I'm not sure because uh, I don't know how that goes because he lost the briefcase. Jay White has the briefcase right now. Yeah, I know they I know he's still getting his title shot, but from what I, I know, they're doing two nights again. I think yeah. night one, Coda is getting his title match, and then night two, Jay is getting his title match. He's cash, he's using the briefcase. So I wouldn't be shocked if Coda wins night one, but to me, they should have just never gave Jay White the briefcase. They should have just left it on Coda yeah, and I have agree. Jay White fight night one. And then yeah, so yeah, Coda is night All one, right. uh, White's night two. I would have just flipped it around. I would have kept Coda. As night two, have if he does win, have him have that moment. I feel like if he wins on night one, he's probably gonna lose at night two. Yeah, I, that's that's my biggest fear, and I'm like, please don't do that with with Kota Ibushi. Please don't fuck this up, New Japan. And what was the fucking point of giving him the briefcase, taking it from him, and still giving him a title opportunity? What the I, fuck? <laughs> I hate that. I hate that with WWE too. Even with the whole Otis thing, if you're gonna give the briefcase to somebody, you gave it to him for a reason. Yeah. So let let the briefcase play out. Don't take it off him. Don't pull an edge in Kennedy where you got to take the briefcase off the dude. Don't do that. You're giving the guy, and and this is where New Japan kind of went into that WWE mode. If you're gonna do something, go all the way with it. If if it's not gonna work, then clip it really quick. But don't don't give somebody a briefcase. Don't go through an entire tournament of people to well, win a briefcase and then just lose it. Yeah. But I mean, there, there's nothing even wrong with that. He went mm-hmm. through the tournament. He won the briefcase. He lost the briefcase because the because the briefcase for what I believe there is a whole year as well, or up until it's cashed is is valid, you know. And they have That's to the defend, the yeah, they have to defend it just like a title. So I mean, I can understand somebody going through a tournament, winning and losing because it, they have to defend it. Yeah, but don't just give them a fucking title match anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's pointless. It defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> I was like, when he lost the briefcase, I thought that was it. That was done. No, no title, main event, 
at Wrestle Kingdom for Kota Ibushi. I thought that was it, but now they're still giving the motherfucking title shot after he lost the briefcase. It's just whatever. I'm not sad about it, but it just don't make no sense to me. (laughs) Actually, the more I think about it now, I feel like now he wins the belt and keeps it, but it's just like, well, then what the fuck was the point of the briefcase? Or like, what was the fucking point of doing a tournament if you were just going to get the title shot anyway? Because they like Jay White. (laughs) I don't know, man. Well, gentlemen, we've had a a rousing conversation and um, I have some things I need to do and I'm sure you... Cause you're getting bombarded by children over there, whatnot. So my boys, they, they were just calm. They were just calm. So as they hear me talking back here, they're like, "Oh no, 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 that's not happening." <laughs> it's time to interrupt his ass. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and clip it right here. I appreciate everybody in the chat that popped in and gave you feedback and whatnot. I appreciate all the people that came here today, uh, gentlemen. Go ahead around the horn, starting with Brian. Uh, plug your things and stuff. I mean, y'all on the same show, but I mean you. Might want to plug something extra. I mean, maybe your orifices. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I'm, I won't do that and all, but, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, myself and Mr. Kyle Chapman, who is at the bottom of the screen, uh, we are a part of the UWO podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Um, we are actually going to be taking a little hiatus. We decided um, the other day that we're going to take a break for the rest of the new year. Blame you Eddie. Know, uh, we blame Eddie, uh, like always. Uh, <laughs> but no, shout outs to Eddie Ortiz, our cohort on the show. Uh, it's holiday season, we're gonna take a little time off, but you can catch us on Facebook. You know how to interact with us, uh, shoot us a message, shoot us a meme, a gif, or whatever. We love all that stuff. Um, and yeah, we'll catch y'all in the new year. And uh, my Twitch, Monster 401, Mr. Chapman, KC 401 on Twitch. Um, I got the new, uh, I got the, the Cold War beta, so or the the free weekend. So I'm actually gonna play that. I played it a little bit last night. It is very interesting. Oh, it's a free weekend. Oh, watch it. Yeah, we got it. We got until the 24th, man. I did tell you. Until the 24th, yeah. It's in the group chat. You gotta yeah. look at it. I know a lot. I almost, I almost dropped the new that one. I got up to like 28 kills at one point, and then I got killed. Yeah. Oh, it's not bad. Word. So yeah, that's where you can catch us. Uh, hit us up online, Twitter, UWO 401, Instagram, UWO Pod. Uh, audio is available on all streaming platforms. So yeah, that's that's our thing. If you want shirts and stuff, at Crafty Canto Cuts, uh, she handles all of our merchandise as well as Codex Prime. But we're not promoting them, motherfuckers, right now. But yeah, sorry, <laughs> some <of the> bitches. <laughs> sorry, Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> all right, but on behalf of myself, Brian Lopez. God damn it, I did it the wrong way. <laughs> Lopez and Kyle Chapman, sexiest man in America. Do, huh? Men in America. Yeah, whatever. And <laughs> we, we done. <laughs> yeah.